The PKD Black Box is a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. This is the PKD Black Box, episode 58.5. This week's PKD Black Box is brought to you by the Boku Pop Podcast. The Boku Pop Podcast is a podcast all about pop culture and general nerdiness. Join Carrie, Justin, Matt, and Tressa as they talk about their loves in life. Movies, comics, music, books, anime, video games, TV, manga, board games, the list goes on. You can catch episodes of Boku Pop at bokupop.podomatic.com. Once again, that's bokupop.podomatic.com. Boku Pop, a freshly squeezed pop culture podcast. Welcome back to the PKD Black Box. I'm your host, Sean Pryor. Recently, I was a special guest on the Boku Pop podcast, uh, the Boku Pop podcast, which can be found at Boku Pop, uh, B-E-A-U-C-O-U-P-P-O-P.blogspot.com or on their Potomatic site at bokupoppotomatic.com is a pop culture, of, well, actually a fine and freshly squeezed pop culture podcast. And the hosts, uh, Justin, Carrie, Tressa, and Matt, they talked about Harry Potter and the uh, Deathly Hallows uh, Part 2. And I was on the show as a special guest to talk about a special event that Action Lab Entertainment will be doing at Collectibles Etc. in Lexington, Kentucky on July 30th. So if you listen to this episode, not only do you get to hear a really cool podcast in Boku Pop, but you will also be able to uh, listen to the special thing we're doing over at Action Lab with Collectibles Etc. I would like to thank Justin, Carrie, Tressa, and Matt for one, having me on the show. I had a fantastic time. Wonderful people. Absolutely wonderful people. Um, we will be collaborating again in the near future. A really great podcast. A lot of fun. So I really hope you enjoy this special episode of the PKD Black Box. Once again, if you want to hear other episodes of the Boku Pop podcast, you can go to bokupop.blogspot.com and you can also go to their Podomatic website, which also has the subscribe link to iTunes and the RSS feed at bokupop.podomatic.com. And the show notes will also have the links on the PKD section of the hhwlod.com podcast website. Also, just so you know, real quick, before we start the Boku Pop episode, as of this recording, Action Lab Entertainment has officially invaded San Diego Comic-Con. Creative director Dave DeWanch, along with artist Daniel J. Logan, they are at San Diego Comic-Con right now. So to all all of our Action Lab fans, uh, you know, peeps, anybody that's just curious about Action Lab, what we're trying to do, comic fans, everybody um, that's been so supportive of Action Lab, if you're at Comic-Con this year, go to the small press area table L03 and you can go see what Action Lab is currently up to at this time. We will have comics such as Fracture. We'll have a special Princeless uh, and Snowed In preview. We will also have um, an XO1, the Rock Solid Steelbots preview book there, T-shirts, buttons, all types of swag. Daniel J. Logan will be doing sketches, uh, you know, and Dave will just be like there handling the booth and holding it down for the people. So... Action Lab Entertainment is at San Diego Comic-Con this year. I wish I could be there, but unfortunately, 
I got other things I got to handle, but I know Dave and Daniel can hold it down. So, you know, thanks for doing that, guys. To the listeners, if you're in the area and you're at San Diego Comic-Con, go check them out and you won't be disappointed. All right, enough plugging. Now, on to our feature presentation. Welcome to Boku Pop, everybody. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to Hello. your weekly dose of geekery. You're on episode 18. My name is Tressa. Is it? It is. Nice to meet you, Tressa. <sighs> hey, guys. I'm Carrie. Hey, you're... Hi, Carrie. Nice to meet you. Your microphone's over there. Yeah, I know. Oh, there you're, it is. You're hey. right here. Hi. Yep. Oh, I'm nobody. No. I'm that guy. You're that guy. I am that guy. You're Matt. That, that guy. guy. And and what's up, motherfucker? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I have returned. Justin's in the, his house. The I back. Woo. Now I'm gonna wait. Just calm down. Okay. I'm gonna okay. let all the fans and listeners finish climaxing. <laughs> let them get through their aftershocks. Yeah. Clean themselves up <laughs> right. a little bit. <laughs> Welcome back. Um, well, I mean, first orgasm, like 30 seconds into the show. I mean, it's, it's pretty good. That's how we roll. It's pretty, it's pretty, it's good. pretty good. Well, it's maybe they'll, they'll fall asleep right. now. So shit. Right. That was probably bad Wake for you to So how, how's it going? Pretty baby good, Dan. man. Right? Yeah. Right? How's the baby? She's awesome. Right? She's the best thing ever. She let you leave the house? She did. Okay. I got she was like, strict I permission guess. from cool. my five-week-old. <laughs> Slip her a little bourbon. Be like, go to bed, baby. I'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> Be back in a bit, <laughs> but no, it's great. It's super cool. Awesome, awesome. Yep. Is your life any different now? No, no, <laughs> no. Just same Completely old, same, same old. Just doing whatever, you know. You're just like you. Every once in a while, you're like, "All oh, right, you're here." Yeah, I just no. step around stuff like a crib and a playpen, shit like that. But well, other than that, no, it's all well, cool. cool. <laughs> She's got some rocking hair. She does. Yeah, yeah. she does. does. Awesome. And I do not. So, right, you're jealous. You know, of your again, again hair. that, that raised questions when she first showed up. Oh. <laughs> it's like, uh, uh, honey, the, like, wait the, a minute. That child yeah. has too much hair. <laughs> it can't be right. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, really, I mean, Leslie has hair, so. Sure. Yes. <laughs> she does. My wife is not beholden. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a little just, awkward. I just had this really yeah, weird image of you as like this like conehead family. <laughs> right. You know. We don't have ass cracks either. Wake up our <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and you lied on that other episode when you said you like to take dumps and read comics. Well, just because you don't have an ass crack doesn't mean you have a you don't have a butthole. I mean <laughs> right. that's Wait, at the bottom, right? How does that work? No, I mean, yeah. Do we? That's the, are we really going to discuss? <laughs> yeah, the let's, let's, figure, let's figure this out. Of having to have an ass crack how? so that you can shit. One does not depend on the other. That's what I'm saying. You can you can have a butthole sure? and not have an ass crack. Yes. Sure? I saw the movie. Uh. <laughs> that's right. There was a movie of that, wasn't there? Yes, that's what wow, I'm referring to. I forgot about that. Um. Yeah. So. Wow. Uh, 
That's the show, everybody. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> um, thanks, thanks for joining Justin. in. Justin's back. Focus is lost. We're done. Yep. <laughs> Bye. <Yeah>. Bye. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I got sick again this week, guys. <sighs> again. I think you're a hypochondriac. You I'm not. You sick an awful lot. <sighs> Listen. 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 No, it was being out at that fucking park after it had poured all day last Friday, and then I inhaled, like, allergens and, <laughs> and stuff. I inhaled pollen. I inhaled pollen. <laughs> now I can't breathe. <laughs> Poor baby. It sounded like Pat there for a second. That was creepy. <laughs> you know Pat from Saturday Night Live? It's Pat. It's Pat. You don't know if it's a boy or a girl. Mm-mm. He talks like this. How does he talk? <laughs> we don't know if it's he or she. You're right. You, it, yeah. Pat. You've never seen that? No. Is that the same actress that has the like baby doll arms that stick out of her head in certain No. No, it's it's an older uh, That was back in the late eighties or nineties. Yeah. Oh, see I don't really watch SNL. It doesn't really do it for me. So from that sucks. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> bitch. Do you have anything interesting happen this week, Carrie? Not really. Okay. Um. Matt, what about you? No, I'm <laughs> right, right. Hop right over. Wow. You got a two second window. <laughs> Fine. Oh. Wow. No, today I got the fun joy of um, training the person who's replacing my job. Suck store. Damn, what the hell? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Carrie, I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. Did you put all their office supplies in jello? <laughs> I want to. <laughs> like, so bad. Man. Uh, what a shitty thing for them to well, do. It's just one of those that, you know, we. <laughs> We came in today, and, you know, I was doing my thing, and it was no big deal, and then, you know, kind of walking through what we do on Sunday mornings with the guys, so we kind of had an idea, and then about an hour and a half went by, and I got really depressed. Right? Because I'm like... Like any normal person would. I don't yeah. know what I'm going to do Well, please, now. please tell me that you're instructing this person incorrectly right? in every aspect of the job. You'd be like, so these DVDs, when, um, when you're stalking them, um, just... They go upside down. I like, know it seems strange, but the customers love it. And whenever you got to take a piss, just go. Just go. Just wherever. It's fine. You know the DVD rack over there where you, you have all the ones that are, you know, backlog? Just take a dump on it. Just go. It's cool. It's all, it gets cleaned every every day anyway. It's, it's yeah. fine. Cleaning lady comes by. Yeah. I'm sorry, Carrie. That yeah, sucks. Yeah, that really yeah. blows. So that's... I'm doing that all week. Wow. Giant media conglomerate. Can suck it. Right? Fuck right? that. Fuck. Giant media conglomerate. Company. God damn. I, I have another tangent <laughs> I could go off on, but I'm not going to right now Why with not? them. Ooh. Well, I had a... <laughs> uh oh. I twitch. Save it for your corner. So, Matt, okay. what did you do this week? Well, um, I just, you know, work and rehearsal as usual. Right. I know. Fuck. It's kind of a repetitive existence right now. It's over next week. I know. Yay! But, you Home know, stretch. if people do want to actually, you know, come see the show, uh, come I'm going to come see it. We open on Wednesday out at UK Arboretum. It's Rocky Horror Picture Show. It but should, it's not really the picture no, show. No, it's, it's just, just Rocky show. Horror Show. <laughs> it should be entertaining. Yeah, yeah. it should be entertaining. And hopefully things will go well, you mm-hmm. know, if I actually call the cues. I don't know right. if I will or not. <laughs> we have two days to, to get <laughs> we'll it ready. Yeah. But, um, okay. but no, so I guess the one. <laughs> The one uh, crazy-ass thing that happened to me. So yesterday, um, we went and saw Harry Potter, and 
oh, you know, I was talking to Tressa, and I was like, hey, well, why don't you come over, you know, because the movie was relatively early. I was like, why don't you come over and hang out? She was like, okay. So I go back to my house, and um, I was just checking stuff on my phone, waiting for her to come. And so, you know, I went ahead and just left the front door open. I locked the, I always lock the glass door in front. Just, you know, why not? Better to be safe than hey, sorry. You, you know? never know you what never kind of reader will be like, hey, how you doing? Right. So. <laughs> Got any baloney? <laughs> You laugh. <laughs> right? Oh, shit. <laughs> so I'm just minding my own business, and I hear ding dong. And I, you know, I'm like, eh, it's like, you know, 1030 or whatever. It's, you know, time for Tressa to get here. And I get up. Time for Tressa. Time for Tressa. <laughs> and I walk over to my door, and there is some man standing there, like, because my light wasn't on on the yeah. porch. And so he was kind of, like, silhouetted. I could see a white shirt. And I, like, walked up to the door, and I was like, can I help you <laughs> at 1030 at night on a Saturday? What do you want? And, you know, and he was like, oh, man, you know, I've got he's like, I, I'm not like, you know, I'm your neighbor. I live a couple houses down. You know, he's like, I'm not, you know, I'm not creepy or anything. You know, no, no. I'm not here to rape you. I swear. <laughs> right, right. When you have to emphasize I, yeah, when that you have verse. to announce that. Yeah. You know, just thank good. Then, yeah, exactly. So come in, change shoes. You know, so this, you know, so this, <laughs> so he was like, you know, I'm not crazy or anything, you know. Yeah. Like I said, and uh, so then he uh, was like rambling on about something about his grandmother, like died in Cincinnati, or was, I didn't kill her. I swear. Which, yeah, was was sick, and something about a grandchild, and and I'm sitting there just kind of looking at him, you know, like not, I, you know, obviously I know that the screen door is locked, so I'm not. <laughs> going to open the door. Did, did he watch well, yeah. your eyes go to the lock and double check? <laughs> no, I knew it was. So okay. I'm just kind of standing there, you know, and I'm not turning the light on. I'm not opening the door. Nothing. And so he's like sitting here pleading his case to me uh-huh. for whatever. And I'm basically like, get to the point. You know, I mean, yeah. I don't say that, but I'm like, what do you want? Go ahead and ask me for money yeah. or whatever it is that you want. And then he was like, well, basically, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, get some money for gas. And I was like, I don't have any cash. And he was like, Okay. <laughs> and then, like, turned around and walked away. Yeah. And this was, and like, the was instant like, that I was yeah, pulling up. Right before he said that, I looked and I saw Tressa pulling up. And so... And I know. look really threatening. Like, <laughs> right. mobile. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know. Pumping out He's probably seen bells. you driving. So. He's like, oh, my God, it's that crazy bitch. But, um, <laughs> I bet she has right? money. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, yeah. So then he apparently, you know, so he goes, walks away. And I saw him kind of go off to the left, so I assumed he was going to one of my neighbors or somebody else's house to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, solicit for money. And Tressa comes, like, scampering up to the door. <laughs> and, like, you know, I unlock it and let her in and lock it back. And she's like, who was that? And I kind of told her the story. And I was like, where did he go? And she was like, well, he got in a van and drove off. <laughs> and I was like, so much for being my neighbor that lives a few houses up, yeah. you know. Like, thank God I had my door locked. Shit, yeah. yeah. I told her, I said, you. I can't. But yeah, I'm sure that's exactly what his intentions were. What you know. would you say? <laughs> to to so, rape me. Oh. So he went door to door raping. <laughs> well, he has a van. Ding he dong. does have a van. He right? You sure Rape's got a pretty calling. mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's fucking spooky. That, right? That's crazy yeah. shit. Oh yeah. my god. So uh, needless to say, we didn't really watch a movie. We were just like, let's just hang out and talk. 
in the backyard. Right. <laughs> Armed. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's times like these when I go, man, it sucks living alone. But yeah. Yeah. chalk this one up to success. Yay! We're getting Hobo with a shotgun. We got Tressa right? with a shotgun. That's right. right. Bam. So, yeah, it was fucking crazy. Well, you know, and I said, you know, most people, you know, would look at that and say, you know, oh, you're just paranoid, you know, and I'm like, here you go. Case in point. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You it's know, and I've paranoid. had experiences like this. I'm like, I had a crazy experience with, you know, some chick standing outside my bedroom window once in four o'clock in the morning and, you know, fucking around on my windows and shit. And, you know, yeah. I mean, it's like I've had some crazy <laughs> shit happen to me before. And it's like, I, you know, windows closed, door locked. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. play. I don't play. I mm-hmm. don't play that game. I don't play that game. No. I'll have to tell you all that story some other time. Yeah. Remind Excellent. me. Creepy stories with Matt Segment. Right. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be my Halloween segment. <laughs> yeah. Story time segment. <laughs> Scary stories. Okay, so... Well, I've been gone for a little while. Uh-huh. So, yes. For yeah. a couple you didn't weeks. notice. Yeah. I've missed yeah. you. I missed you. I'm, so glad. I'm so glad you're back. Thank you. So, here's, a quick, okay. here's a quick rundown. Um, Transformers in 3D was super cool. Green Lantern's a piece of shit. Wilfred is awesome. Yeah. Um, Louie is awesome. Um, I watched a half of The Crazies. Um, I've become addicted to Kitchen Nightmares and yes! Pawn Stars yes! and American Pickers yes! and um, what else? Uh, basically anything that's on BBC or ID or yes. History Channel, mm-hmm. I'll watch the shit out of. Nice. Um, <laughs> Hoarders, Hoarding Buried Alive, My Strange Addiction. Um, my Have you seen uh, <laughs> Go- the Gordon Ramsay's Great Escape? Yes. <laughs> Where you went to Thailand. It looks so... I love it. I love Um, it. My guilty pleasure movie is uh, Regarding Henry. Oh, yeah. Um, And my guilty pleasure music is I legitimately love The Spin Doctors. Nice. So... (laughs) Nice. um, And is that it? Yeah. um, Video game. I I don't have a guilty pleasure video game because I don't... But, well, TV shows comic like book. comic book. I genuinely love uh, a '90s comic called Backlash. Um, I really like that book for whatever reason. <laughs> See, um, I, was, I was hoping for something a little more like My Little Pony. Or, no, I mean I could know. probably get down with some My Little Pony, but as far as like <laughs> you know, people he says say with it, complete sincerity, right? Well, I mean, <laughs> people you know normally thinking of something that that is shitty. I, I like right. So it's a '90s comic book called Backlash. Okay, which I have every issue of. So, on today's show, we have a special guest with us. Sean Pryor is here. Say hello, Sean. Hello. So, um, Sean is on the show today. Um, he has got a new comic coming out very soon, right? It's yes. called Fracture. And um, why don't you um, just start, off, start us off with telling us a little bit about the book and what it entails? All right, here we go. Um, <laughs> Prepare yourself. Okay, the book itself is called Fracture. Um, it's written by a gentleman by the name of Sean Gabrin, with artwork by Chad Ciccone and coloring and lettering by Dave DeWanch. The company that, it, that it's being released by is Action Lab Entertainment, which is the company that, that I run. Yes. And um, it's a story of an average Joe who comes to find out he's not only a superhero, but he's a supervillain, and he's dealing with having to handle these um, different personalities all at once. Um, after he finds some journals of from the villain named Malice and the hero named Virtue. Mm. So mm. 
The first issue is very, um, it's got action, it's got suspense, it's got drama, got comedy. It's more of a superhero dark comedy book. It's not your standard, you know, Marvel, Marvel or DC or Image type book. Okay. I'm really excited about it. Um, and what we are going to do with it um, is on Saturday, July 30th, I had to remember that date. It's been like embedded in my brain. Um, at Collectibles, et cetera, what we're going to do, we're going to have about between 20 to 25 copies of Fracture. Okay. And while we're there, the first 20 to 25 customers that purchase something at Collectibles, et cetera, get a free full copy of Fracture Issue 1. Oh, wow. that's cool. That's yeah. awesome. Yes. Nice. Well, um, you mentioned your company that you own, Action Lab Comics. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about how you got into um, you know, your own company? Yeah, yeah, sure. That. Sure. Now, I, I wish it was my own company. It, it's, <laughs> it's, it's actually it's, it's actually shared between a number of people. Okay. But, um, but what happened was, I used to create comics, like do do a lot of self publishing under mm-hmm. my own banner called PKD Media. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know, had a lot of fun doing it. Um, made a lot of mistakes. You know, <laughs> but also you know made some good stuff along the right. way. That's how you learn. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> and you learn the hard way too. <laughs> and, your, and your wallet pays for it as well. Nah, yeah. But. Um, but while doing that, I met like a lot of friends over the past few years that create comics all across the country. Mm-hmm. And one day, um, the actual creative team of Fracture, uh, Chad Ciccone, um, Sean, Sean Gabrin, and David DeWanch, they were all getting together and said, you know what, we all do our, all these projects by ourselves. How about if we combine our talents together and just try to form a company to create the best books possible on, di- on the direct market and digital market? Okay. So they came to me, asked me if I wanted to run it. And first, I was like, okay, are you sure you really want me to do this? Am I the right guy for you to do this? They're like, well, you know, you love comics. You know, a lot of people on the independent side know who you are. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you have a passion for it. And so, plus, somebody's got to take care of all the paperwork and Mm -hmm. finances. Definitely. And all the the stuff that, you know, that we don't want to do. We want you to do it. And (laughs) so, so I said, you know what? It's it's a good challenge. So, you know, let's let's do it. Okay. Well, how... Like, how easy or difficult was it to really, like, get it off the ground and get things started? Um, it was a little hard because, like, it's not, it's, it's not like it's one of those things where it was incorporated in one state. And then, you know, we still had to set up a bank account. We had to set up roles for everybody, responsibilities, um, a publishing schedule, uh, dealing with a diamond distribution for the direct market, which mm-hmm. was a challenge unto itself. Now, it's been cool so far. We have a very, we have a very habitual conflict-free, conflict, conflict-free relationship <laughs> as of right now. That's so good. So good. we're cool. And um, trying to develop... Um, you know, relationships with digital distributors is also a challenge too. But we're, mm-hmm. we've been working that out as well, so that's cool. You know, handling finances, all this stuff. There's a lot. There's really a. There's more to it than you know. When you self-publish, when you self-publish a book, it's just like, okay, who's my artist? Mm-hmm. I'm writing it. Okay, who's gonna get to color it? Who's gonna get to letter it? And we'll put it out on IndiePlanet.com. We'll get it out in a couple of low-key digital distributors, and mm-hmm. we'll go to go to some shows with some books. You know, well, we still have to, but that's not the case here. So we also have to deal with things like <laughs> a computer booting up, <laughs> making that Mac noise. Uh, sorry. Oh, it's all right. It's all right, man. Wait, you have to deal with what now? Oh, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, also, have to, we have to deal with stuff like printing, right. you know, and because like, you know, if you try if you try to print a book like like a fracture. And get it into the direct market. Like, say, for instance, we got our purchase order from Diamond. And they say, okay, we need X amount of thousands, thousands of copies. And, and it's being sold at a wholesale price to retailers. Mm-hmm. If you tried to print a book like that through a Kablam, you would lose money. 
Oh, okay. So, you know, you have to find a printer, like one of those mass market printers, that is able to give you a good price on printing X amount of thousands worth of copies. Right. So it's, it's, it's very challenging. It's, it's not easy. It's not hard. It's not easy. It's just, it's just like kind of in the middle. <laughs> well, see, now you used, you used uh, Kickstarter mm-hmm. for a fracture, right? Yeah. So did that help out? As far as getting all your costs covered, and it helped out a bunch. Yeah, it, 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 it honestly, it seriously did. Um, we uh, did a Kickstarter project back in October and or late November, and it ran through January, and we were trying to raise three thousand six hundred dollars to cover a lot of the costs for Fracture, including printing and marketing and stuff like that, and and we raised like a little over four thousand bucks. So and after taxes and stuff, because you got to pay your taxes, right? <laughs> Unfortunately, right, yeah, right, yeah, because yeah, they will come for you. Believe me. Oh yeah. And then Amazon takes their cut because oh, it's yeah. an Amazon company, right? Amazon take yeah. Amazon takes a cut, and uh, Kickstarter takes a cut, yeah. mm-hmm. and then um, then you get the rest. You pay taxes on them because I'm the face of Action Lab Entertainment. The IRS will come after a black man. Please believe. <laughs> Please believe. Uh, that's Wesley Snipes. Yes. No. <laughs> yes. He's in Canada shooting another low budget film for Sony. Right yes, now. he is. As a, as a matter as a matter of fact, does anybody notice that Sony has like lifetime contracts for Wesley Snipes, Steven Seagal, and Jean Claude Van Damme for like these directed video action movies? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. it's crazy. <laughs> what else are they doing, really? I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, that is true. But still, make, still making more money than yeah. me, right? But, <laughs> but no, Kickstarter was a really great thing. And if you and like, I don't know how much attention y'all pay to Kickstarter right now, but if you notice. Mm-hmm. A lot of like established professionals, comics professionals, are using Kickstarter more than ever yeah, to get projects totally. funded. And like so now, it's kind of like this battle where you know people like me, we're excited that more people are using Kickstarter to fund comic projects. Mm-hmm. But but now the indie indie people are now having to like battle with the professionals to like oh, try right. to get that yeah. money. So mm-hmm. indie indie versus professional indie. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I know like like Tony Harris is using it to do a new art book, mm-hmm. and uh, a couple of other industry quote unquote professionals are using it to to publish their books and stuff. And the cool thing that I, I enjoy about donating to Kickstarter is that the, you get the perks. Yes. And that, I mean, you just don't, you don't get that anywhere else. Mm-mm. No, no, no. Speaking of perks, did you get yours? I sure did. Okay, cool. Yeah. No worries. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. Um, um, I see here that you've got a few new comics that are coming out soon. Mm-hmm. Um, Snowed In and... Is it Princeless? Yes, yes, it is. Okay. Which is awesome. Yeah. Oh, thank I read you. the copy of that one. That one's it was good. Awesome. Nice. It was great. Thank you. <laughs> Snowden really caught my eye. Like, yeah. That's one that, like, I was staring at. It and I was like, blood. Because <laughs> I, I really, you know, like I like the horror genre and stuff like that. Right. So Very when cool. I was browsing through, I was like, ooh, right. Yeah. Well, and cool. Princeless. Um, because I, I read I read Fracture and I read Princeless. I didn't have a chance to read the third one. But yes. Princeless, to me, is one of those... I, I feel like that kind of fi- twisted fairy tale or, you know, spin on a fairy tale mm-hmm. is kind of coming back in right now. You yes. know, you've got a couple yeah. of movies coming out that oh, are yeah. kind of like that. And, you know, this, to me, kind of had a slight, like... You know, Princess and the Frog meets Tangled kind of feel to mm-hmm. it. Like I liked the kind of sarcastic twist on you know your typical fairy tale story. It was it was neat. It was a neat little first issue, and I I like that it you know kind of it, it kind of sets you up to have this you know maybe not so uh, typical princess mm-hmm. 
hero kind of thing, right. you know, where I like it, you know, towards the end when she like gathers up the stuff and she's like, let's go, you know, <laughs> it's like, oh, this is going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really proud of the work that um, Jeremy Whitley and M. Goodwin have done on that book. It, mm-hmm. it really means a lot to me. It means a lot to everybody at Action Lab. We really want Princess to be a success because we feel that's something with that book that transcends the direct market mm-hmm. and is bigger than comic book stores. Mm-hmm. And it's something yeah. that should be in bookstores mm-hmm. or something that sh- oh, yeah. should be seen everywhere. Yeah. Absolutely. And so we're really doing all we can to make sure that people know about this book. Yeah. Well, anyway, to bridge that gap between comic book stores and, I mean, a lot of bookstores carry, you know, your little tiny rack of comics, but mm-hmm. most of them are, you know, really basic ones that everybody knows that are out there, but something... Batman on me books. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> well, but that's the thing, the more is, because I think, wasn't that a four-part miniseries? Yes. You know, once that miniseries is done and you can get it into a graphic novel, you know, trade mm-hmm. kind of capacity, you know, then it would be I think a good thing to really push in in the bookstores. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. most definitely. Like, yeah. You know, bookstores, libraries. There yeah. are like you know so many ways to do it. And like on on the digital side, I'm currently like learning like not only dealing with like your graphic leads, um, the illustrated section, which is actually a really cool website to get um, yeah. to get comics and illustrated books. Really mm-hmm. great place. But um, foreign distributors, and I'm also learning how to build books for the Nook and Kindle. Right. Oh, well, that's what I was going nice. to ask you. Does nice. the Kindle do graphic novels? Is that an outlet that you all could tap into right now? Well, it's one of those things where you can take a graphic novel and you just have to learn how to cut and build cut and build the book yourself oh, so it can okay. work on a Kindle or, okay. or on a Nook. Yeah. So it, it just takes a while because there's a certain resolution mm. for, for, that you have to use. So mm-hmm. you can't like smack a whole page on there and then the print's too small. Right. But if you like cut and chop and make it flow really well, mm-hmm. you can make it work. Yeah. And because you kind of have to go panel by panel with almost, that type of stuff. Yes. Almost. Yeah. Yes. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a really good outlet if you can get into, you know. Yeah. Well, we yeah, had, I mean, it's such a big thing right now. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole portable digital thing. Right. That would be a really good outlet to get your stuff yeah. out there. And when we had Andy on the show talking about his book, you know, that's kind of what he's done. And he's had a lot of success with his self-published novel through Amazon Kindle, Mm -hmm. you know, and you can set it at a, you know, pretty cheap price. Mm -hmm. You know, you look at 99 cents, $1.99 for an issue, you know, you're not paying printing costs and all that kind of stuff. You guys are recouping more of the money in the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, oh, and then that's, and that's a real big key right now on the digital side is pricing. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, like say for instance, when fracture is eventually available digitally, it Mm -hmm. will be a buck 99. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and if, if we do a trade paperback collection for it, we will add a bunch of things. Like say for instance, we'll have the pencil pages and then penciled in and then inked pages, um, you know, color flats, scripts, things like that. And then it gives a little bit more value if we do a trade paperback. Somebody could say, well, okay, I can just pay six bucks for these three issues. Why do, why do I need the trade for like seven or eight bucks? I'm like, right. well, because we're giving you all this extra stuff, especially for those people that like those DVD extras. Oh, yeah. Sure, absolutely. When I get a book that I really like, I want to devour everything about it. Yes. Yeah. So like that's why I love script books mm-hmm. and sketch books and mm-hmm. stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. I love seeing like in the back of the books all the different sketches of how they kind yes. of fleshed out the character. Right. Well and I even different renditions. Like when you have a main character and you kind of see the transformation that it goes to mm-hmm. you know, first the idea. different yeah. different types of sketch concepts yeah. and you know until you ultimately find it. Yeah, definitely. Um, it, it's funny, like, just mentioning the the two books that I read, Fracture and Princeless, mm-hmm. and kind of the the direction of your company. It reminds me of, there was an indie comic company, and I was looking it up. I think it's called Arctic Press, who mm-hmm. did Lions, Tigers, and Bears, 
and there was another one that, that they did that was about super, is that the that, right that came out of image and Ar- was uh, it image i thought yeah. it was arctic press that now antarctic press only does uh like gold digger and prince of oh, heroes okay yeah so. Well then, whatever sub part of image it was that put put those out because there was it was that one. There was another title. There were like three titles mm-hmm. that were kind of in the same realm that they were like mm-hmm. these kind of cartoony, you know, pseudo kid friendly, but you know, with an adult spin. Maybe mm-hmm. you know, those books kind of reminded me of that, and I really, really, really enjoyed those titles. So, reading the first you know few issues of the of Fracture and. Mm-hmm. Um, princeless i was very intrigued to see where the rest of it goes because i really liked it i was fracture was was interesting i know you kind of briefly you know kind of talked about what it was what was what was your involvement in that particular my involved my involvement really was basically one raising enough money for it to Mm -hmm. make sure that we that we're able to actually produce the book Mm -hmm. so basically when we did the kickstarter when we did the kickstarter fundraiser Mm -hmm. i started using things like twitter uh, facebook um i literally hopped on about i want to say about 15 podcasts not not including my (laughs) own to, to, to promote it right i mean i joke that during the from the months of november to january i had more guest appearances than snoop Dog, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's how, that's how hard I hustle for. Basically, right. I was just I was basically trump, trump, trumpeting Action Lab and Fracture. That was my whole goal, and mm-hmm. like, and also my involvement um, with the book. More had had to do more with Diamond Distribution to make sure we could get in Diamond to then be able to get books in the comic book stores mm-hmm. and and like I that, pre-ordered it out of Diamond too. Oh, nice! Thank you. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I, I know that that's that's a that's a big deal when uh, there are indie comics that actually make it into Diamond because there's a ton that don't. Right. So when they actually do and you want to support it, please pre-order it from Diamond. Use that code. Go mm-hmm. to your store. Well, who are the who are the artists involved? Okay, now with, with Fracture. Um, it's written by Sean Gabrin. Okay. And it, uh, artwork was by uh, Chad Ciccone. He okay. did the pencils and inks. And, mm-hmm. and the lettering and the colors were, colors were by Dave DeWatch. Okay. And uh, they basically are the creative team for that whole mini series. Mm-hmm. And because, like, the one thing about a lot of indie books, and we've all seen this, you'll have one issue done by, like, one artist, the second issue is done right. by somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. And then the third is, like, a, a you know, like this collabor- <laughs> collaborative effort between <laughs> six like people. Three of them. Right. Yeah. And, and with something like that, with direct market books, you really can't have that. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I like and I, the art style on both of them. I do too, and I, I, I love, I love that you you have the same creative team continuing with the story because I, I love that feeling of, um, you know, it never really ceasing to uh, stray away from that norm that mm-hmm. you know that you get used to and sean's already right he's also writing for uh snowed in yeah yeah sean gabbard also wrote snowed in and it has art by rick lundine if if memory serves me right i don't like jacking up names so <laughs> <laughs> uh, right you got a lot to remember right. <laughs> well sean there's something i wanted to ask were you guys tentative when it came to fracture about putting out uh, a superhero book yes because i know that you know i mean dc well, and go. marvel have a super stranglehold on that kind of thing and mm-hmm. i know that that a lot of indie books that deal with superheroes tend to not fly very well. No, no, no. You're no pun intended. Right. Yeah, no, exactly. No, no. Yeah. I trust me. That was a that was a big concern for all of us. And but we looked at it like this: we were we were going to have this be our first our first set of books to come out with Action Lab. So we said, you know what? We feel strongly enough about this book. We'll put it out there. There will be a lot of you know people being apprehensive about it. Mm-hmm. And I find that to be kind of. It's. I understand, but at the same time, it's also very upsetting and unsettling, yeah. because mm-hmm. the direct market is in such a state where we went from once having over five thousand comic book stores to less than two thousand. 
And because of that, and the way things fell apart in the 90s with the boom-bust yeah. speculation era, uh-huh. the way that things are set up, people will just pretty much deal with Marvel, Image, DC, Top Cow, um, Boom, and IDW. Basically, if you're in the front of the previews book, right. you're okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, yeah. Your own separate previews book. Yeah, <laughs> very true. Very, yeah. very true. You're, you're okay. So with us, it's a little bit of a harder thing to do. I mean, we had some retailers tell us, it's a superhero book, we won't touch it. If you come out with anything else, we'll consider it. But yeah. it's a superhero really? book. Yeah, I mean, Jeez. and these were some, and, like, and we've had people, like bigger stores on the West Coast tell us that. They were just like, you know, we respect you, but we're not buying it. Yeah. So as a matter of fact, when we got our numbers for free, Fracture issue one. What we noticed is is that about seventy five percent of the purchases for Fracture number one were um, based out of the Midwest and East Coast. Really, twenty five percent from the South and the West Coast. Interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel like with you know titles that are out right now, you've got some of these um, you know kind of superhero indie indie titles that are really starting to you know pick up like is it the invincibles is that the one that well invincible is really the only yeah. it's, the it's only actually the really only one, one that i can think of that, that yeah superhero mm-hmm. independent book that yeah. does well consistently yeah and for it to be i mean i guess if you're looking at like a stereotypical superhero maybe mm-hmm. yeah like i mean that's really and, mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff and that's why we focus so much on really just doing mini series yeah um because in that way it's there's a beginning middle and right. end and yeah. so like if the you know there's no what do you mean it got canceled what do you mean i'm not gonna right. know the end yeah. of the right. story right. no <laughs> so we feel that mini series are like the best way mini mini series original graphic novels and trade paperbacks are the best way to go mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. well i mean that Definitely. sort of hat that that has to be the business plan these days mm-hmm. yeah you know you can't People say have uh, such I'm a short attention span for right things. Right. And that also gives your writers and artists more of a chance to kind of, uh, you know, not get burnt out yeah. on doing the same, same old, same old, you know, gives well, them a chance to And I just out. think that the attitude that's out there right now, especially with Marvel, I mean, I think DC is okay, but I think people, I know me, you know, I would like to see something else, right. you know, some, some other superheroes in, in a different universe in which, you know, certain rules that are already established don't necessarily mm-hmm. apply. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. the concept that you have for Fracture is, you know, pretty intriguing right off the bat where, you know, you do, you have this normal guy who <laughs> in a flash has this, what the fuck's going on kind of moment where yeah. he's like, <laughs> why, why am I a superhero? Right. What? Right. You know, <laughs> I didn't, I'm this guy, you know, and then he's like, oh, well, I guess I'm a superhero. And then, you know, right. he's like, Wait, what the fuck? Now I'm a super villain? <laughs> what the hell? You know? Oh, yeah. so. Yeah, and, and not only that, but we want to make books that everybody can pretty much read. Yeah, we might have material that might be mature later on. Like, say, for instance, we have a line called the Sign- Signature Series line, which is limited market. We print, like, 500 copies of it, mm-hmm. and then you can either get it that way, and once those copies are sold out, you can buy it digitally. Uh, mm-hmm. We have a book, original graphic novel called Back in the Day, um, which was uh, written by Dave DeWanch, who did the coloring and lettering on Fracture, okay. with art by Daniel J. Logan, who was doing another Signature Series book later this fall called X01 and the rock solid steel bots um, that, that, that's a throwback to, to like those old 80s cartoons yeah. but, um, yeah. awesome. oh, yeah. but um, it was one of those things where it's um, I would say it's for like teenagers teenagers and, and, and older and basically mm-hmm. the concept is take hot tub time machine remove the hot tub and it actually be funny <laughs> that was back in the day thank you oh, yeah. nice. that movie was not funny <laughs> um well, I'm curious with the the company and how you run it. Do you have any advice to other people who may be wanting to start their own um, independent comic? Um, 
plan, 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 and plan. I mean, plan for everything, mm-hmm. um, especially if you're trying to get into the direct market. Digital market's a whole other ballgame. It's, like oh, yeah. it's like the wild, wild west. You don't have to be with every distributor. Yeah. Like, say, for instance, if you're fighting like tooth and nail to try to get with Comixology and Iverse right now, I wouldn't fool with it. You have graphically, you have il- the illustrated section, you have drive through comics, my digital comics, uh, foreign distributors like Oxy Comics. And that's no offense to Comixology and Iverse. You know, they're cool people, nice mm-hmm. folks. It's just that, the, you know, the brunt of their work is, you know, Marvel, DC, mm-hmm. Image, and the bigger publishers. And they're dealing with them so much, their manpower sometimes can't handle smaller publishers. Right. So, you know, I, you know, for now, don't fool with it. There are other ways for you to make money, even selling yeah. them on your own site. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, plan ahead. Um, you know, get all your ducks lined up in a row. Know who your creative team is. You know, make sure you have people that you can rely on, who you can depend on. You know, mm-hmm. think about how much time you're going to invest, you know, m- marketing and promoting the book. There are so many ways to do it. Like, you know, social networking, uh, mm-hmm. advertising, Project Wonderful, you know, talking to your stores, doing show, you know, doing shows at stores, conventions. There are so many things that you have to do to try to make a book successful. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's the thing a lot of us don't really know, don't really think about. We get so excited about right. the idea. Right. Yeah. But then when it all starts to unfold, you're like, holy shit, what the fuck did I just <laughs> right. do? Yeah. I have to deal with this, right. and then I've got to deal with this. Yeah, right. it seems like such a, a massive undertaking. Mm-hmm. And it's, well, I mean, yeah. we're even having the same, you know, kind of undertaking issues with this show. You right. know, I mean, this we're fairly new, and you know, how to deal with all the exact same things that you mentioned, you oh, know, yeah. and this is on such an even smaller scale. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, no, it's crazy because like, you know, we all have our regular jobs. Yeah. Right. Yes. And, you know, like, it's like, I have a nine to five. <laughs> I, I'm married. You know, I come home, I cook, I spend like about 30, 40 minutes with my wife. And then I go downstairs, start working on the comic book stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then like, you know, I do a podcast on the side too, that I yeah. try to come out with every other week. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, <laughs> all right, wait a minute. How do I clone myself? Right. <laughs> and you know, Where's my personal time? Where's my free time? Where's right. my me time? You know, yeah. and it's just like, how do you how do you handle all that? And sometimes it's a very difficult balance. And but at the same time, it's like if you love it enough, right. you'll keep doing it yeah. until you have a heart attack. So until <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, I can't take it anymore. Yeah. yeah, I mean, at least you love it. Yes, and that's what keeps you going. Cool. <laughs> that's what keeps most of us going. Right. And when you don't love it, then you get out. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> not that we have any experience with this, Tressa, right? Not, no. not at all. <laughs> and that's something that, you know, is sort of stressful is the fact that, you know, because it's independent publishing and because, you know, you're sort of talking to these people that, you know, you that you know and that you're friends with. and But because indie artists, there's always that people always flake. Yeah, you know, yeah. on 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 one thing or another. So I can understand how it can be incredibly frustrating and yeah. difficult. And we've been real lucky on these books to have creative teams that just say, you know what, we're going to stick with it through the long through, through the long haul. We're going to get these books done, mm-hmm. and that's been a tremendous help mm-hmm. for me. So like, yeah, I'm less fantastic. I'm yeah. less stressed about that. So if I <laughs> so if I ask Dave, who's also our creative director, I'm like, Dave, where's the cover for Princess Number Two? He'll get a hold of Jeremy and and M Goodwin, and boom, there's the cover. Yeah. and then I'm not worried that's about awesome. it. Right, right. Excellent. You know, and so like, you know, we got we have a guy that handles contracts. He's like, okay, we got a contract for Princeless, we got a contract for Snowden, we got a contract for Fracture. Here it is. You know, I'll read it through. God, reading legalese. Oh Oh my God, that's what you get for being the guy, though. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) You know, I'm trying to read this, like learn percentages. Okay, this is this right? Okay, is this cool? (laughs) Cool. Yeah, it's good. Here, I'll sign it. Go, go away. So cross your fingers. Yeah, yeah. It's 
Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, like we're, you know, we're talking with people that want to try to have books with Action Lab in the future. And, you know, so then not only that, you're learning, like, try how to negotiate with people mm-hmm. outside of your circle. Right. And, you know, so you're trying to be professional. You're trying to, like, you know, hold some type of, you know, you know, business stature and stuff like that. And, like, for me, that's cool. I mean, like, I'm, I'm a people person. I really try to be, you know, I like to be talkative, try to be informative to people. And I don't want people to feel that, like, if they're dealing with us, they're going to get the shaft because they're yeah. not. Yeah. Because I've seen that happen to other people dealing with other publishers. And I don't want us to be those assholes. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's super cool because you know I, I met you at um at Upfair. Yes. And I met you one time and super cool. And you asked me to ink a book. I'm like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so nice. Well, that was easy. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's 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 a it's a testament that you know you come across so professionally and very well mm-hmm. that you know I know I can count on you even just having met you the one time oh, thank that you. i mean and, you, and, and the cool thing too was you gave me the books that you had and you said just read through them take a look at them see if you like it and get back to me oh yeah yeah that was uh yeah that was the pkd stuff and yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah and like you know i've had a lot of i had a lot of fun doing that stuff and like i still get to touch it every now and then and like sometimes what i'll do is is that like i'll just like plot books out and i'm like hey whoever wants to take a stab at it feel free because like those are the books that just like come from my heart right yeah, yeah. you know those are the things I, that i don't want to see that because that's how it really all started just me just sitting there like okay what kind of book am i going to do and and just dove head in and then now you know we turn to 2011 I'm like holy shit what is this madness that i'm a part of now yeah. you know? I'm like, I, you know, should i just go back into my happy room and just read you know just go, let me just put in my, G, my gi joe dvds i'll just yeah. write yeah. Yeah. Ah. conveniently said with your gi joe t-shirt uh, um, yeah. gi joe junkie yeah I, right i'm sorry oh so if people want to check out the site, mm-hmm. um, Action Lab is um, www.actionlabcomics.com. Sorry, I'm getting over a cold, so it's difficult to speak. And then if they want to check out what you still kind of do with PK PKD media. Yes. Um, PKD media.com. Yes. PKD media.com. Yes. Yes. And uh, if you ever, you know, like me, I listen to podcasts like when I'm not behind two and a half months, um, (laughs) when I'm not behind on listening to podcasts, if you like, um, I do a pop culture podcast called the PKD black box. Mm -hmm. Um, originally did it really just to promote PKD media comics. Uh And then, you know, it just kind of like sprawled into something else, uh, just complete and utter madness. Um, (laughs) Well, tangents of plenty. Yeah. (laughs) We know all about that. Right. We know. And you can well, don't ever bring us on that show. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing will ever get accomplished. Like, did somebody say tangents? <laughs> right. Oh, it happens all the time on our show. Trust me, trust Bo-coop me. Boku Bop to the rescue. Right. <laughs> but uh, you can go to uh, www.hhwlod.com because it's part of the Half Hour Wasted Legion of Dudes podcast network. And my and my feed has my show um, and a show called Tales, f- Tales from the Attic where uh, Donnie Salvo, who's a sometimes co-host on my show, uh-huh. he goes through old comics and he reads through them and tells you a story. It's kind of like a MST3K for uh-huh. comic books. Oh, cool. Oh, that's awesome. Neat. Yeah. That sounds like fun. Yeah, he is, he's a funny guy and a really good person. And um, he every Christmas, he does what he calls the Christmas Craptacular, <laughs> where he'll go through like three or four weeks of like Christmas-themed comic books. And, oh. and like, oh, wow. And, he, and you know, he'll talk to you about them. Like there's an issue of Alpha Flight where Alpha Flight, like one of the members is about to get married, so they go to a strip club. <laughs> 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 Has he done the Lobo? He's looking for it though. Oh, excellent. There's, um, I think it's, I don't know if it's like Avengers of the East Coast or something. It was some Marvel title that it was this. <laughs> you don't know anything about comics, do you, Matt? 
Avengers of the East Coast. <laughs> that would what? be the Avengers. Just the regular Avengers. Maybe Avengers of the West Coast. It's one of them. Or Avengers West Coast. I don't know. Avengers I'm, of getting the South. In, I'm getting into where this is going. <laughs> there, there was an Avengers type series, whatever, that came out that had this woman that dressed up like a squirrel. Squirrel girl. Yeah, squirrel, yeah, girl. squirrel girl. She yeah. was in it. What was it? Was it West Coast, East Coast? It was an Avengers of Great sorts. Lakes Avengers. That's yeah. what it was. Okay. So Great oh Lakes God. Avengers. So she was involved in that. Well, they had a, yeah, GLA. Yeah. yeah. So GLA has a Christmas yes. issue out there. If he hasn't read it, it's may, pretty hilarious. He may have to find that one too. Yeah. Yeah. Do that one and do the Lobo. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. Most definitely. I'll, I'll, I'll let Donnie know. And the last thing is, is that my friend John, who's also a part-time co-host on the show, every now and then he'll do like a like just an informative pop pop culture podcast called a uh, Carol Chronicles. So that's that's everything we do, and and cool. and so I am currently seeking funding on cloning because uh, well, <laughs> it's got to happen eventually. Yeah. You got to have like three out. more of you. Yes, she figured it out. Let me know. No problem. I've um, even like checked multiplicity. I've watched it five times. Oh, trying to get any insight. On right. <laughs> so sorry. That, that's that. that's the wrong way to go because you'll just get dumber and dumber yeah, right. if you remember. Uh, that, yeah. that, that is true. Yes, I need to stop. <laughs> well, cool. Well, thanks for um, joining us and letting us know about Fracture that's coming out. And you'll be um, when you said uh, July thirty, July thirtieth, um, from I think like eleven to four at Collectibles, etc. Myself, along with uh, my good friend and independent artist slash creator Martheus Wade, um, he'll be there with me too. He'll be doing sketches. He'll have copies, some copies of his book called Jetta Tales of the Toshigawa, uh, female ninja ac- action, really really cool nice. stuff. Sweet. Treat. And um, as I said before, first twenty to twenty five paying customers that buy something at Collectibles, etc. will get a free full copy of Fracture Issue One. Cool. There you go. Go in by your That's recommended awesome. by Boku Pop issue. That <laughs> yeah, all you, yeah. Lo- all you local peeps. Yeah. Yeah. Fracture. Check Fracture. That out. Fracture. 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 On Locust Hill. Ah! <laughs> He got it right. He did it. Nice. Hell hath frozen over. It has. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Sean, you're going to stick around to talk about Harry Potter with us, right? Yes, I am. Sweet. Sweet. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So, um, so we, we got to watch Harry Potter this weekend. Harry Potter! Yay! And joining us on the show to have a discussion about it is Becky Cole. Hi, Hi, Becky. Hi. <laughs> I can't hear you. Do it again. Hi, Becky. Hello. There, there you are. There, there she I am. Be. Let me see those glasses. Well, oh. I want to see the Harry Potter glasses. Oh, okay. So, um, so yeah, we got to... Uh, has, did everybody see it in 3D or 2D? I only saw it in 2D. 2D. Both. Yeah. Okay, I saw it in both. I saw it in 3D. I, I saw it in it 3D. Um, and we have these awesome um, little look-alike Harry Potter glasses that they handed out for the 3D. They're so adorable. Which are um, I love them. Like you know, since I have a child size head, apparently they fit <laughs> me so much better than all the other 3D glasses. So what? That they are. I want to get pictures of everybody with oh, the glasses. On. Okay. So, um, <laughs> so when you when you put them on, just pose, and I'll take a picture oh, of you while okay, you're talking. Bring mine. So yeah. <laughs> well, we'll just share. They were awesome, and um, it was. I mean, like for Warner Brothers to ha- think of this idea, it was genius. Genius, right? Because um, you know that nobody put those in the recycle. No, 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 hell no. everyone kept them. Nope. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. I mean. What do you guys think? It's over. I'm very happy with the ending, though. I think it was perfect. I I think that the Deathly Hallows Part 1 and 2 are the best directed 
out of all of yeah. them. Yeah, yes, yeah, definitely. I agree with you. I mean, they were just so complete and so well done. And somebody I know that watched it said that he was disappointed that this the part two kind of started out slow. But I'm like, really? I mean, once they get going, it's you like need that slow part, full throttle. Yeah. I mean, like a freight train. And I'm just like, you know, I mean, the end of the last one was kind of on a, a low note. Sure. So, I mean, when shit goes down, God, I just I, I was so like tense and just like I know what's going to happen and I don't want it to happen, but it's about to happen. <laughs> and then right after that happens, this is going to happen. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, I really enjoyed this, how it started out kind of on the somber note, you know, picking back up from the shit that just happened yeah. already. And, you know, it's kind of like that calm before the big storm mm-hmm. kind of deal. And so I don't know. I don't know, Sean. Are you? Uh, were you a fan of Harry Potter before? Did you read the books? I, I never read the books. My wife, my wife is an avid reader of the Harry Potter books, so she knows everything from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. And I've I come in on these movies where I haven't seen them all, but oh, okay. Like I've seen two, three, five. <laughs> oh wow, two, three, five. <laughs> You've seen bad, bad. <laughs> I've seen two, bad. three, five, <laughs> six, and then I saw uh, the Deathly Hallows Part Two. And the funny thing about it is, all that I, I know it sounds very bizarre, sporadic, yeah, yeah. very sporadic. I, but the thing about it is, is that watching these movies, I've never felt lost ever. Real? Well, that's nice. great. Ever. And the, th- and the funny thing is, the only thing I needed to know for the uh, Deathly House Hallows Part Two was at the beginning where uh, Voldemort it has uh, Dumbledore's um, wand. Mm-hmm. My wife was like. He's getting Dumbledore's wand. I was like, I'm good. You don't have to tell me anything. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she didn't because yeah. it's just like, I, I get it. I mean, they put it out there right in front of you. Yeah. It's not yeah. confusing. And I, I love that. I, I think that is a, um, that really is, is a great thing because they could have been difficult and it wasn't. They found a way to just basically say, hey, if you missed out, you're not, you're not, it's not that you're missing something because you may be missing something, mm, but right. I just felt comfortable watching all these movies. I could watch them out of order. I could watch them in order. Yeah. I was thoroughly entertained and, um, you know, and I love Luna and I love, <laughs> I love Luna. She's <laughs> one of my favorites. I want a Luna spinoff. Yes. All Luna. <laughs> all Luna all the time. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I've, I've read all the books and so I always thought that a lot of them, were could be a little confusing without reading the book. So it's interesting to hear somebody who hasn't read them to say, like, no, I perfectly understood everything that was going on. Because yeah. there's, I mean, I know in a lot of films they left out a lot of things that yes, they did. shouldn't have been left out. Mm-hmm. And the great thing about David Yates is he was like, let's just add those things back in and act like they were always there. Yeah, the whole time. <laughs> you know, um, which is great, you know, that he did that. Uh, I mean, he he really, out of everybody that's touched these movies over the past decade, I mean, he really understood Mm -hmm. the books, and he understood what needed to be done, what needed to be shown. A few things were changed, but it did well for the movie, Mm -hmm. and it wasn't something that was like a fuck you to the books. And I mean, because especially, you know, a few of the earlier ones... They, they got in. they got bad, and some of the stuff they left out were like integral part of that specific book. And I'm like, where is this? You need this. Yeah. Now, my my wife is an avid Harry Potter reader, and she's like a really uber like Harry Potter like you know fan. Like like my fandom like on geekery things, I guess that would be hers. Would right. Be Harry Potter. Yeah. So like when she I think she was talking about Order of the Phoenix, uh-huh. where yes. like I guess like a lot got cut out, and she was like 
pissed. Yeah. And yeah. because, and the, but that was a complaint from all the people that said that other Harry Potter movies were too long. So then they said, well, fine, we'll just chop a lot of stuff out of this one. Then yeah. people complain that that one, you left too much stuff out. And they're like, okay, where's the medium then? Yeah. What yeah. do you want? Split it into two movies. There you go. Yeah. And well, it was I just beautiful. don't understand why they didn't do like the whole Lord of the Rings thing where it was like, you know, put out the movie with a theatrical version and then put all the other stuff back in for like a special edition DVD yeah. release. You know, or split them into two movies, which I thought was a good call with the last one. Oh, yeah, definitely. They they needed to with yeah. the last oh, yeah. one. Like, when they went in, I was so scared before I knew it was two movies. Because they're, I mean, the book is, like, enormous, freaking huge. <laughs> yeah. And right. there's so much that happens that, I mean, you cannot leave out at all. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm like, what are they going to do? Is this going to be a three and a half hour long movie? I'm scared. Right. <laughs> but then when I found out it was getting split into two parts, I was like, okay. Okay, we're good. We're good now. <laughs> I ain't worried. I will say for this particular movie, though, Jeremy Irons, that's the guy who plays Voldemort, correct? <laughs> no, no, that's Ralph Fiennes. Ralph. Ralph. Fiennes. Ralph. Ralph. His fucking name is Ralph. R-A-L-P-H. It's Fiennes. No, yeah, I say Ralph. <laughs> it's spelled Ralph. That's not how he says his own name. <laughs> Well, he well, must be wrong. Right. Right. I Justin love, says he's wrong. Yeah, I say he's just like, fine, I'll be twice and <laughs> fine. <laughs> right. So, R. Fines. <laughs> Mr. Fines. Mr. Fines. Um, I, you know, I've always been kind of eh about him as Voldemort from the very beginning. Like, mm. he never... The whole... The whole idea of Voldemort, I thought, was there, you know, as him being a scary character and uh-huh. very oppressive and whatnot. But I never really felt that Mr. Fines or nah. whatever, <laughs> since we can't establish R. his F. first name. Yeah, R.F. <laughs> is, you know, I think he's a good actor and I think he's done an okay job throughout the other movies. But I really felt like within the last two movies, especially this very last one, it was like he really well, like, just... You really got to see him do Voldemort kind of in his prime. and well, well, if you remember correctly, he wasn't really in the other ones very much. Well, I, yeah. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Is that it was he hard wasn't, for him to actually get his foot into it. You know? Right, and that he wasn't that much of a presence other than kind of this, you know, ominous, you know, yeah. oh, he's, he's out there somewhere. And so it was, it was just, I'm saying, it was neat to see yeah. him mm-hmm. knowing how good of an actor he yeah. is to really have a chance to you know, bring this, you know, bring something to this character on, you know, on film. Yeah. Well, and in the same light with the character, too, I mean, you know, it, in the first movie, I mean, he can't even hold his own form. Right. Yeah. So it's like this whole thing with Voldemort. I mean, he really isn't in his full prime until the, until, you know, Dumbledore kicks it and then the seventh book throws in. So, I mean, you know, it's kind of, it, it is really nice to be able to see that, he really he took Voldemort and he owned him. Right, yeah. it's, a, like, it's a steady climb. Yeah. that yeah. the character takes because it's like, oh, he's on the back of a head. Yeah. Oh, okay, he's drinking unicorn blood. Holy shit! Yeah, he's got the <laughs> elder wand. Yeah, right. I mean, just like, oh my god. I will say that. I mean, it's not a mystery that I think he was perfect for the role, and I thought, oh, yeah, from oh, yeah. the beginning in the fourth film, that's the only good thing about that film is the end where oh, he um, kills uh, what's his face and. Um, Cedric um, Pasty McPasterson's and um, our pets. The dude that's in Water for Elephants. Right. <laughs> um, and uh, <laughs> that guy. That guy. Whoever he is. Um, and you know, just 
when he first emerged, I was like, oh, perfect. You know, like yeah. that's exactly what I pictured in my head as Voldemort. That scene mm-hmm. where he like he stands up and he runs his fingers over his head. And he's yeah, like, <laughs> I was like, he who must not be named, indeed. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> And can I just say, in this last movie, some uh, awesome Maggie Smith action going yeah, on up in this like movie. Yeah, badass. I was like, fuck, yes, Professor McGonagall. Yeah, yeah. she's brilliant. <laughs> Being yeah. a badass, you know. And she's always kind of very motherly, you know, grandmother-ish, and, you know, always, you know, just loved her in mm-hmm. those movies. But it was really cool in this movie to see her be like, bring it on, bitch. Well, <laughs> Becky, I know that you're a gigantic fan. Yeah. As much as Slightly. we are. <laughs> so, I mean, what did you think overall? Oh, Okay, the first time when I went to go see it, it was 11 o'clock on Friday morning, and it was a sold-out show, and I could barely find a seat, and I was just totally jazzed because the group that I was with was just perfect. Everybody was mm-hmm. cheering in the right places. They were mm-hmm. crying in the right places. That's great. <laughs> it was so good, and I just left feeling just so fulfilled mm-hmm. by it. I didn't yeah. think that there was anything I would have changed it just, you know, it just was perfect. And then I was thinking about it later on, and I thought, you know, there's nothing I can name where there's eight movies in a series where the actors don't really change. Mm-hmm. Everybody, you just watch them all grow up. It's just perfect. There's nothing like it. Yeah. And I just was totally happy with it. Yeah, that was, that was something that Danny and I were talking about last night that was amazing really if you think about it the undertaking that they decided okay we're gonna do this we're gonna make all of these books into movies right Mm -hmm. and the fact that really richard harris is the only one that passed away right yeah and he passed away and everyone else is the same and everyone else is the same it's amazing yeah really Mm -hmm. i mean well that's why i was glad the last one was done because i was like please maggie smith don't die before these are done (laughs) (laughs) she's so old yeah that's terrible (laughs) i mean no but i mean just realistically i'm like she's old (laughs) she's i mean she looked old in this movie too you know I mean, I, she's well, like Angela Lansbury in my book. I want her yeah, to live plus, forever. Yes. But, you, you figure, know. you know, when you have kids that start out nine or ten, and then you're supposed to believe they're in a certain grade, and they grew up, <laughs> <laughs> Carrie, you know, <laughs> <laughs> then mean, you have to, you know, you have to hurry and get it done. Otherwise, yeah. it starts to look really ridiculous. Yeah, well, you know, and, and even the actors, it was like they kind of had they waited. Maybe another two years, it would have, in my opinion, been too late. The the well, kids yeah. would have looked too old. I yeah. mean, they already were pushing it. But, you know, like I was talking to Tressa, most kids, you know, that are portrayed as, you know, 17 or 18 on TV or in movies are played by 22-year-olds. Oh, yes, so, I are. mean, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're kind of at a, an appropriate age that they would have been cast. Yeah, anyways. to begin with. Yeah, and I think they did an excellent job with you know aging them towards the end and yeah, like you know. for the epilogue. Yeah, and, and yeah. you know for anybody who is listening and hasn't seen it or read the books, um, spoilers ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're going all out. Pause it right now <laughs> and then watch <laughs> it and then come back. Yeah, um, but yeah, for the epilogue. Uh, it's only 19 years later, and I think they did a really good job of aging them, but not too much, because, yes. I mean, really, they wouldn't have looked that much different. The only yeah. one, I mean, yes and no. I mean, I thought they did the best job with Harry, because they gave him a little bit of, you know, a little bit of, like, kind of a 
thin beard. Like yeah. He kind of had some facial hair. And I, I think thought Draco even, looked pretty good. Yeah. Draco looked freaky. Draco. Yeah. <laughs> I was Draco like, oh, his forehead. You know, Ron. He hit a wall. Ron and his pot belly. Yeah. And, you know, and I feel like Hermione probably would look about the same. Just yeah. maybe her hair up like it was. Jenny, I thought they Jenny had. Jenny had mom hair. She, she did. She, she had mom hair. It was like yeah. they gave her big hair because that was really all they could do to make her look older because she, I think, is probably the youngest out of all of them. Yeah. Yeah. So the hair was a little like. It was fun. A little bit of a 90s throwback, you know. Mm-hmm. So that was a little odd, but. Yeah, I mean, it felt believable though. Yeah, you know, and overall, all of the actors grew up pretty well. You know, um, especially what's his name? Huh. Especially, holy shit! Has anyone seen <laughs> Double Longbottom lately? <laughs> I showed Carrie and Matt the picture of them last night. I was like, um, "You've got to see Neville Longbottom now because he got his teeth fixed and oh my god, and lost like and lost two people. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he looks amazing and like." You know, you would never think watching Sorcerer's Stone right. yeah, and seeing that no, doofy right. little kid yeah. and seeing no. what a hot piece of man he's turned into. Well, yeah. and then, you know, it's just, you know, him completely getting getting his in the end, you know, where it was oh, like, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, not only... I'm glad they didn't take that away from that yeah, character. Where you just, yeah, you see him it. just like run, like come out of nowhere with this sword and just like, <gasps> slow, oh, a slash, and cut the head off. And I was like, fuck yeah, Neville, that's awesome. <laughs> it's like, I, I wonder if Neville realized exactly how much he did. It's like, yeah, he saved Ron and Hermione. Finished. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, he killed a snake, but um, did he realize what he did to Voldemort there? I mean, that was... That was the nail in the coffin. It was, awesome. it was right. the best thing that could have ever happened to a character like that. Because yeah. he's always been that, you know, little yeah. goofy, oh, I'm just kind of well, here, I'm Neville. Kind of the interesting <laughs> thing with any of the characters that, you know, the actors that they get for these roles because the books weren't finished yeah. when they started making yeah. these movies. So when you signed on to however many, you know, films you were going to do, you didn't know what was going to happen with your character and by I think the it was end so, of it. It was so good with him, too, because I was just reading a thing and... Entertainment Weekly, I think, put out a week or two ago. Yeah, I got that one. A thank you, Harry issue. And they were saying (laughs) that he sat in the audition waiting room for like five hours and his mom was begging him to just leave. And he said no, because he identified with the character of Neville so much that that's the part he really wanted. And to know that the books weren't finished and that he wouldn't get his big ending, that I think that's just really cool. Yeah. And I love the, the shot of him. Like after he cuts Nagini's head off, it's it's very and you know in the the the, the Horcrux smoke. smoke comes out. It's yeah. very much that cool guy walking away from the explosion. <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. He's just like bam. Like, yeah, that right. was me. Badass. <laughs> I did that. Yeah. yeah, that was me. And with him sitting with Luna. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now I will say I know it wasn't I don't think mentioned in the actual epilogue of the book, but I kind of wanted to see him and Luna like. Okay. older oh, you know yeah, maybe yeah. with their kids because did cute. they actually mention draco in the book being mm-hmm. there? yeah because yeah. yeah. oh, i remember okay. the dumbass name that he names his child oh my god yeah. what was it scorpius <laughs> Scorpius. yeah really? seriously yeah wow. it's scorpius sounds and like a decepticon not yeah, i know right <laughs> sounds like a mortal combat character yeah yeah i mean it's like way to further like Come your family here. being the the oddballs right we're gonna name her children yeah really bizarre names. Andy totally leaned over to me in the movie and he was like, is that Scorpius? Like, <laughs> I, I, we're just going to focus on Albus Severus. That. <laughs> that Albus Severus, that's... Yeah. Yeah. Kind and of I an thought, unfortunate name, but not... Right. You know, The aspect of the movie that sort of... That really 
stayed with me was when Harry went to the Pensieve. Oh yeah, and yes. like that sequence where where it would shift from scene to scene with the smoke, yeah. and mm-hmm. then the sort of voiceover and stuff like mm-hmm. that was the perfect way to handle that sort of sequence because you read it in the book and you get it and it's a it's of course it's longer in the book the sequences but the way they did it in the movie and the way that it was shot and how the effects went from one to another it was so well that That was when he was flashing back with lily and stuff yeah yeah Yeah, it was about from that point in the movie i was pretty good all the way up until that point i lost it right there and then it was just like (laughs) i lost it (laughs) from there throughout the end (laughs) because i couldn't tell you why but from the very first book all the way through Snape was my favorite character. It wasn't because I always liked. It wasn't because I (laughs) always liked what he was doing. Air five. I love it. I just he just stayed with me for some reason. So to read that book, I mean, I ran into the room and was like, Andy, you will not believe what I just read. You know, it just was such redemption for I was right. Well, you know, it was one of those. I was telling Tressa when we were leaving last night. You know, when book six came out Mm -hmm. and Snape kills Dumbledore (laughs) and everybody starts screaming him, and I was like, no. No, yeah. I was like, I have faith There's because I love him so much. He didn't do it just to do it, right? And then book seven came out, and that part happened, and I was like, "Fuck you guys!" I called it. Yeah, he's well, awesome because there yeah. are always like underlining, you know, kind of this sort of thing that you really didn't know as much as you thought you knew about Snape. There was right. always that mm-hmm. feeling that there was something else there. And I will say, I saw the midnight showing. And um, I was really sick, and Aww. I was that person in the audience who was like hacking at my lungs. <laughs> and I, I didn't realize how sick I was until we went to go see it last night because I was really kind of unaffected by the movie um, in the midnight showing. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't cry. I was just kind of like, oh, that's sad. Um, and I knew it was coming, you know, oh, kind of thing. was a mess. But when we saw it last night, oh my God. I, it was like, it, I guess it was just because I was feeling better, but it was like a switch. And like, as soon as they did that whole the pensive scene, mm-hmm. I was like, uh, like just like tears started coming <laughs> although, down. I was just, although I will say that was a shitload of tears that he poured into that. Yeah, yeah. I know. Right? Yeah. I was like, um, he collected like, two, but poured out a half gallon. Yeah, so exactly. I don't know. <laughs> Like wow! Not really but, sure how that happened. They multiplied. Yeah. I love Alan Rickman. Oh, oh, oh yeah, me he too. just absolutely broke my heart. And what what really what ended up like? Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> there was something coming out. <laughs> you had a feeling. Go ahead, let it out. <laughs> um, what really ended up like breaking the entirety of the floodgates is you know after the battle starts and then Harry is walking through the Great Hall, and oh, yeah. it shows Fred. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then it shows Remus and Tonks. And, like, that's something that I, in the book, because I, I love those characters I always have, especially Fred. <laughs> Me too. And I was, like, crying my eyes out. And, I mean, I... <laughs> Matt, Matt leaned over. <laughs> I was just like, listen, like, I was sitting next to Carrie. And especially, oh, like, when, when that scene like, happened <laughs> with George. And then those two, like, I just... Carrie was just like... <laughs> Yeah, she was like picking up like, napkins. Glasses off, like yeah. wiping her face. It's like move your popcorn. And I'm, just, I'm just so glad that they didn't stay with it any longer than they did, or yeah. I just would have been a complete wreck. Yeah. Yeah. absolutely miserable. That was the thing that like got me because I you know I never read the books and I've been in and out of all the movies mm-hmm. of, of you know certain movies. So 
like when I see like you know kids die like when um the one scene where Harry's find, trying to find the Horcrux in that uh, secret stash spot oh, as, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what yeah. I call it because I don't know all the terminology <laughs> I, I, I apologize I apologize the, Harry the, room, of the room of requirement yes. thank you very much thank you very much I like your name for it my, my, my wife says she's like do not screw it up okay do not disrespect Potter I'm like I won't I'll, I'll try not to I promise well you know he, you know he's in there and then like you know Draco shows up with his goons and like yeah. one of the kids dies in the fire and like mm-hmm. I'm like holy fuck yeah. I'm like, I know they're, I, like, they're killing that kids you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and it was, was one of the douchebaggy kids though, I know but yeah. that, that, I'm like I was the same way that was one of those first things when he was when he fell into the fire I was like whoa oh, yeah. they are not fucking around <laughs> with this yeah. movie some real death yeah. 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 And, and because I never read the books it was one of those things where because like I was like you know Snape you know Snape's going to get his redemption one way or the other it's going to work out they're not going to kill Snape and then like when yeah. the snake gets him like I jump out of my seat I'm like what the and, yeah. and that was a brutal ass scene yeah. because yes. it was in it was sort of shadowy and yeah. the Nagini's just like pow 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 pow. Yeah. I was not prepared for that. I wasn't no. either because no. in the that's book not the way it went down is not yeah. how it happened. In the book, she just wraps around him and basically and just suffocates him. suffocates him. Yeah, it's a lot quieter. You know, it's yeah. still pretty ba- bad. But this one, I was like, like super violent. It was yeah. really violent it's and like scary. you know, of course they didn't show everything, but just that image of him slamming up against the window yeah. over and over, I was like, oh my, yeah. like it was really rough. Yeah, really, but it was effective filmmaking. Yeah. See, like, oh, yes. yeah, I, I appreciate I appreciate filmmaking like that because yeah. one, it's subtle, and yes. two, it's like okay, look, it still leaves a mark. Uh-huh. Yeah, regardless oh, if yeah. it's a character that you knew or not or yeah. not have known, it left a mark. And just watching Harry's face. Yeah, as he's watching it right, happen, right. Uh, it's like, that sort of Alfred Hitchcock school of you know what's in your mind is worse than anything that I can put on the screen. Right, yeah. which so. I mean goes to show that no matter how much like blood or guts or severed limbs you could throw into a movie, it's more effective if you don't you don't, don't see yeah. everything. I mean, yeah. it it always affects me more because if it's going, I'm just like, Ugh. I will say right. I saw it in both 2D and 3D, and. Um, I will say that I kind of actually maybe enjoyed it a little bit more in 3D because, I mean, that that scene where Voldemort is, um, you know, where he died and like he just kind of floats away into the air. I was like, I know that's skin, but it's so pretty. (laughs) (laughs) Reach out and touch it. You know, it was just it was like it that that scene was worth it alone to watch it in 3D. It was so cool looking, you know. Um, and the whole the dragons and the whole fire scene yeah, yeah that was cool. really cool it's it's one of the only ones that I can legitimately because I'm not, I hate 3D yeah I'm, I mean me but too. it's one of the only ones that I can legitimately say I would watch it again in 3D and to me it's worth the extra money because it was brilliant it was good in 3D if you don't mind me asking for those like that watch the 3D the scene where they're in the vault and where the gold hits the floor and it starts to multiply <laughs> multiply yeah. how, how did that look it in looked 3D? pretty cool it looked, it looked pretty, pretty sweet cool. yeah. I don't know that the, uh, the 3D effect was as good you know, with with that particular yeah. effect, it as it was good, with though. some of the other ones. Yeah. But anytime they did the, you know, anytime they did any of like the aerial shots with the castle, oh, like mm-hmm. when they're flying there around with depth. the mentors and it stuff, added a lot of depth yeah, it added a whole lot of depth. That I was because I saw opinion. it in both formats too, and I usually prefer two D. Yeah, and. Me too. Not really so much. I mean, you know, the money, yeah, but mainly just because I don't have a choice but to wear glasses, so it's awkward to mm-hmm. throw glasses on. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> hurts. Yeah, but 
the environments were deeper they were bigger when you were looking at hogwarts especially like when you saw the dementors the dementors looked so much kind of smaller and it was just really interesting to see them fly at you so i I did appreciate the 3d on that one Mm -hmm. i'm glad they didn't try to go gimmicky and just have stuff poke out of the screen you know (laughs) that's that's irritating irritating yeah it's just like well here's your gimmick you know thanks for paying for the glasses or whatever but right. with this one it was just it seemed huge which was really cool mm-hmm. well and that's why with a movie like this i can still go see it in 3d because th- that to me is how a 3d movie should be done when it's released in the theaters where it adds a sem- sense of you know depth and environment to the film yeah. but it doesn't yeah you know the scenes with the actual characters and with real people don't seem odd mm-hmm. and forced perspective and stuff like yeah, that right you know that is when i enjoy a 3d movie and oh, yeah. this to me has probably been one of the most satisfying 3d movies because i would forget that i was watching a 3d movie yeah i felt like i was there and right. i was really involved mm-hmm. but i didn't feel like you know oh there's the 3d effect oh there was the 3d effect right. oh watch out for that spear or yeah. that sword <laughs> or like you said every time a wand would come up it would the, be like yeah. you know you know over your head and stuff no, yeah there was none of that none of that no. yeah which was great because yeah. when you're watching those in 2d you're like oh yeah yeah so i mean um I was overall completely and utterly pleased by it. Me too. It was just beautiful, and I want to watch it over and over. (laughs) I know, right? uh, This is one of the first ones that has come out in theater that I've been like, I'll I'll go back and watch it again. Because I usually watch them, (laughs) and then I buy them when they come out on DVD, Mm -hmm. and then I maybe, like, want to go back and watch them but i've probably only seen most of them once maybe twice i would say they did a good job with getting back a lot of teachers that you haven't seen in a while professor sprout yeah Yeah. (laughs) i was like no way there was you know a lot of just kind of some of them were in there briefly super briefly but enough where you were like oh you're still there there. there they were Um, and of course, Filch is uh, so <laughs> with his broom. Did anybody notice at the end so when funny. he's like sweeping? Yeah, that's what like Justin stone. just said, yeah. Well, yeah, but did anybody else notice that you know the cat was still there yeah. too? Yes. Sure. Cat, the cat survived the sure. apocalypse. Yeah, as well. she did. Mrs. Norris. Mrs. Yeah. Norris. Yeah. She's die hard. Yeah. So cool. But I think I think it's it's the best summer movie that I've seen so far. I loved it. I, 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 I put agree. it at the top. I it is, you yeah. know, Captain America has a big shoe to fill at this point because yeah. Harry Potter by far has been the best. It was amazing. For me. Yeah. Yep. Um, and we got some um, pretty good trailers in front of the 3D showing. Yes. Dark Rises. Yeah. Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Dark Knight Rises was, of course, amazing. When I went to go see it at the midnight showing, there were a couple guys that were like, that's it. Like at the end of the trailer, I'm like, it's a teaser, assholes. Right. <laughs> it comes out a year from now. Yeah. They're still <laughs> shooting it. Like, I I was a little disappointed that there was no Catwoman snippet. You'll get it later. You'll get it. Just hang in there. I want it now. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, we got the John Carter trailer. Oh my God. Which looks awesome. Which looks really pretty. Gambit on Mars. Gambit on Mars. (laughs) Oh, that's who that guy is. I was trying to think where I had seen him before. That's him. And the fact that I told you that the last episode could have been a big factor. Or for you Friday Night Light fans, yes. was it Tim Riggins on Mars or whatever, yeah. whatever his name is? <laughs> yeah, um, we only got to see the back of Mark Strong's head, but, you know, it was enough for me. It's like, oh, there's this pretty head. <laughs> it's enough uh, for the Spank Bank. He's, yeah. <laughs> How do you know no. who's his head? 
I know. Was he bald? Yes. Well, duh. He's going all natural yeah. for this one. <laughs> so, yeah. And then, um, oh, man, we got one for a movie called Hugo. Yeah. Uh, yes. Martin Hugo. Scorsese film. Based yeah. on, a, awesome. ba- based on a, a book. Yeah. That Oops. is amazing. Yeah. The book is incredible. It's really cool. See, I've never heard of it, but I was looking at that and I was like, I really want to see that. Yeah, it looks really cool. Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, yeah. Check the book. The book should be in pretty much every library, or if you want to borrow it, I've I've got a couple of copies. Cool, it's it's an amazing book. I'd love to read that. And and I'm so glad that now that that's not the film that uses like that ImageWorks technology, right? No, Tintin. That's okay. Tintin. Yeah, because like like, I saw I saw the Hugo trailer too, and sometimes like my mind plays tricks on me. I'm like, this isn't that creepy ImageWorks stuff. Yeah, no. Okay. Very no, cool. but Tintin looks like it actually. I mean, I'm excited for that one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, me you still don't think it's going to have the same problem that all those others no, have had? With, uh, I mean, it's Candy Steven Valley Spielberg. Well, the, the thing is, is that, like, say, for instance, like, uh, Mars Needs Moms bombed yeah. Yeah. exceptionally. And, you know, and, like, sometimes, yeah. you know, I, I try to prevent myself from saying, you know, who asked for this? Because a lot of times things come out, <laughs> things come out that, like, say, you know, I mean, I thought of, I wanted to see it, but then I, I saw it. I'm like, oh, this is great. I'm glad it happened. But um, in a situation like Mars Needs Moms and the, the Disney's Christmas Carol and yeah. the Polar Express, I'm like, they're this, creepy. This shit is creepy. Yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, there's, me out. there's a, a one common factor with all those movies and it's the director. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah there you go. And he's not directing this other one. No, it's Steven Spielberg, it's and that's why I think okay. it's going to oh, be I good. Oh, I he was oh, just right. associated with it. No. It's actually directed It's a Steven Spielberg film. Peter Jackson produced. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, that, oh, okay. that definitely uh, reassures me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that makes yeah. me feel better. A little more It'll make you feel better. Right. Yeah. Um, but what were you going to say? Mm-mm. We got the trailer for Happy Feet too. Yeah, oh, yeah we, we did too. too. We got that one too, and everybody just started laughing. Like, what the oh, fuck? When the, yeah. when the girl, when when the girl penguins that was started funny. singing, like I just lost it. Yeah, <laughs> like the Pussycat Dolls version. Of, <laughs> yeah, you know. yeah, it was outrageous. It was I can't. Bizarre. I, I, I looked at my wife and I said, "Honey, what the fuck was that?" <laughs> right. so I've penguins. Right. No, right. Matt looked at me and he was like, "Is that the one about the retarded one?" <laughs> <laughs> It's like, is that the one about the retarded penguin? Yeah, 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 it is. Yep, that's it is. It. Is he in this one? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, ridiculous. Mm. And Sherlock Holmes. Yes. 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 So Robert Downey Jr. in Creepy. Yeah. Kind of an ugly woman. Carrie raised an eyebrow. She's like, even maybe try. not. Yeah. It's like they didn't even try. You yeah. know? It's like, yeah, oh, I, we'll put a bunch of whore makeup on him and that he'll look like a woman. I think that makes it funnier, though. Like, yeah. I think that just, like, when I first saw the trailer, I saw it online first. And yeah. when he just, when he showed up like that, I was just like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the dude that they have for Moriarty, fuck yes. Yes. Oh, I know. Yeah. I love that guy. Yep. Um, he was in uh, Fringe there yeah, for a while. Was he was the cool big bad. And- yeah. Yeah. I mean, but so, like, back to Harry Potter. Overall, it was just amazing. Yeah. And if you're a lover, if you're not Tony, <laughs> uh, then you will love it. And yeah. it's amazing. And the, um, only, the only criticism I have is that from, like, from a performance standpoint, if I were a director, that, that moment that after Harry sees 
all of Severus's memories and stuff. I would have liked to have him break down a little bit. Yeah, he was. He kind of had a moment like, "Oh fuck!" Like, I mean, yeah. you could tell he was he was taken aback by right, what he seen. But I would I would have liked for yeah. him to have a little bit of emotion there, have a little bit because because he was he was alone. Yeah, there was no one else around him. I would have liked to have seen him sort of lose it a little. Well, bit. Well, I mean, he just found out that he needs to die. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, so that. I mean, he's and I guess, done, but. Well, and and for me, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess if. For us, being sympathetic towards Snape and, you know, his love for Lily, we're all, once that scene's over, like, you know, oh, God, yeah. it was so sweet. But, you know, but you think about from Harry Potter's perspective where it's like, yeah, he just watched these memories of this man who he essentially hates. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. You know, macking all up on his mom, you know, like <laughs> lo- loving her shit, yeah. and, you know, and he's probably like, oh, okay. You but know, he found out that, that he really wasn't the man that he thought he was. Well, but yeah, yeah. Right. But that should have still. carried a lot more weight yeah. than I think it did. Because yeah. I mean, if you I guess do, it didn't bother me. If you do, like, I mean, in real life, really, if you have a preconceived notion of somebody and you find out it's completely different, you kind of have like a moment where you're taken aback by it, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Just like, well, shit. I, I'm with Justin. I, I would have been. I would have liked to have seen a little bit more emotion from that. Mm-hmm. But um, but that's my well, only criticism. And yeah. I mean, honestly, I just don't know that Daniel Radcliffe is really that capable. Um, you know what I mean? I, I mean, I don't is. think he's a bad... I, he could be. I don't think he's a bad actor, but I have never seen him, in my opinion, I've, I don't think I've ever seen him once as Harry Potter. All the director would just have to lean in and go, this moment. is the only thing you'll ever do. Squirt a tear. Well, even Alan Rickman. I'm like, Alan Rickman had CG tears. I'm like, what was that all about? Well... Well, there are only like so Come many on. takes where you can cry. Right. Oh, right. Well, <laughs> Still. And, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, I understand, you know, that they had to like get the tears yeah. and stuff, but it's like have the man actually cry. And right. then when he goes to collect the tears, have that be CG. But when it's like a super focus, like on his eyes and he's like looking and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, look tear just like magically growing out of the corner of his eye, perfectly rolling down uh, his cheek. Well, and it's like, come on. Yeah. Because CG there tears might have to me been are so some fake. sort of technical reason why they needed to do that. True. Because those tears were filled with the memories yeah. of oh. the death of Harry's parents. Okay. Yeah. And they why they they're magical. They're magical tears. And, and $75,000 per tear. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. 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 You know? Yeah. I would say the only other scene that I found really distracting was when they were taking off their clothes after being in the water. Yeah. Why did they? There was like, some Hermione like cleavage shots in yeah, this one. I was like, hello. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, like they started taking off their clothes. And I'm like, they're really white, but and I really feel uncomfortable that I'm attracted to Harry now. <laughs> wait, so you, wait, so you think Daniel Radcliffe is attractive? Yeah. <gasps> wait, you know what that means? Oh, uh, it's time for is he Jewish? <laughs> All right, boys and girls, it's time for is he Jewish? Where we find out if that. Hot hunk of man Tressa finds attractive is a Jew or a Gentile. So, so, he is he, totally is. is. What? I know. <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe is a Jew. I found out the other day and I was like, holy shit, that's awesome. That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. He's the, he's the first one. Uh, 
No. Since we've been doing the segment, right? No. Somebody else was. Um, was there one Jason other one? Isaac's. Oh, yeah. okay. Another Harry Potter. Another Harry Potter one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Crazy. Wow. Mm. Who'd have known? Yeah. That well, I'm the like, last, what was it? The last two or three movies, you know, he's been shirtless through a lot of it. Yeah. And Ron was shirtless I mean, in this one. <laughs> but yet, Hermione, like, they're both, like, ripping their tops off, changing shirts, and then Hermione's She's just kind of like, I'm just going to put a shawl on. Well, yeah. Yeah, come or a blanket. on. Well, yeah. I mean, you have to think about that just from a normal person's yeah. standpoint. You could walk down the street shirtless and it would be fine, but if we ripped off our tops, no, people wouldn't. would be like, yeah. yeah. No, it wouldn't. So, I mean, it made sense to me. It wasn't. Okay. I mean, yeah. it wasn't even that. It was just like the whole aerial shot and how it was going around in circles. Okay. And I was just like, I'm distracted. <laughs> yeah. What are they talking about? Oh, God. <laughs> I, have, I have a question. Yeah. Why wouldn't you always use that momentum reduction spell all the time? I would be jumping off a of shit like crazy. <laughs> Right. And just be like, memento reducto. Bam. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I yeah. really need to get to the bottom of this building, but I don't want to wait for the elevator. Memento <laughs> ah, reducto. Boom. Sweet. Sweet. <laughs> That's yeah. abusing it, okay? Well, okay That's right. what Death Eaters and, do. And here, here's, my big, <laughs> right, here's my big plot hole, or not really necessarily a plot hole, but just the moment that really irked me. Kind of like, you know, you with the why wasn't he upset after that or taking the clothes off. Me, it was at the end when he gets the wand and they're like, you have the most powerful wand on the face of the earth. What are you going to do with it? And, you know, of course you're like, he's probably going to throw it off the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he just like takes it and he snaps it and he throws it away. And I don't remember, I think I looked over to Becky and I was mm-hmm. like, he couldn't have fixed the castle first? Yeah. <laughs> you know? I'm like, now you he couldn't have, have done something productive one. before yeah, yeah. he was like, I'm going to break this, you know. Well, no, you did crack me up with that one because <laughs> I immediately flashed back to like the sixth movie where Dumbledore just goes, hey, you know, let's let's fix these people's house real quick. Exactly. And they fix the whole house and then he, they bail. You know, so I was like, yeah, you could have fixed the whole castle. You know, I mean, that, that, that to me, it's me like, up that one, man. were I yeah, Ron or Hermione as he's yeah. like about to break it, I'd be like, wait, 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 no, 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 hang on. Why don't fix this first? Could <laughs> you clean up this mess you made? All of this, all of this behind you that you're not looking at, please, um, just, you yeah, know, just little, little, little shake of the wand. Yeah. Well, fix the we blew up. Yeah. And then when he throws the, the resurrection stone, like after he has that like really awesome moment. Which like totally made me cry. You know, when he had that moment with his parents and everybody, and you know, after I like wiped the tears from my eyes, you know, and then he goes off to do his thing and he just like drops the stone. I'm like, you couldn't have kept that, like, just in case somebody dies in the battle. And you're like, oh, here you go, George. Here you go. They don't bring them back, though. They're not actually back. Oh. Do you remember I the first I, part where they described I, the whole yes, Deathly I guess I misinterpreted mm-hmm. that. Well, they just said that it brought his wife back, but she was she was not a shadow she wasn't of meant herself. To be alive, yeah. So he killed himself. It's like Pet Cemetery. Yeah. Mm. Which one? <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um. Well, okay. Oh, I, guess, mm-hmm. I guess my opinion and perspective. Of Believe that me, one is, uh, I would have liked to have Gary Oldman back for good. As yes. well. Yeah. But come on. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's just a shadow. Been nice. That scene was amazing too. It, yeah, was. it was. It was beautiful. Looking at these movies for like for me from the outside in, uh-huh. when they do the the flashback scenes with like Snape and Lily and like Snape is talking to Dumbledore, like you know you're putting you know you're basically setting up Harry Potter for slaughter like a pig. 
I'm sitting there looking at it, and then I go back and I look at some of the movies I've seen, and I'm like, wow, it really comes off like Dumbledore's a dick. Yeah. <laughs> He's I mean, like, yep, it kind of did. You know, but it's like, you know, but Dumbledore had a plan, and you know, and all these things fell into place, and, and Harry Potter did end up saving the, saving the day. But when you really look at it, it's like, wow, that is kind of a dickish move. Yeah. Certainly. You know, and, and like, his brother Aberforth totally tried to make him look like a dick too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. I was kind of surprised yes, he that he wasn't touched on more in these movies because I felt like he had a little slightly bigger. Role. Well, that's that's for people to be like, wow, maybe I should read the book to find yeah. out yeah. the stronger relationship between these two. Because they didn't do a lot of yeah. backstory on the sister either, and they mm. did yeah. a lot yeah. of story about the yeah. sister in the book. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because it was like, did he not ever tell you about her? Oh, well, I'm not going to either, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Wikipedia. <yeah. laughs> Look it up. Look it up. Yeah. But I guess, okay, I wanna, I'm want i curious what other people think about this, because Tressa and I have two different theories on something that in the movie. Yeah. And I guess, like, you know, never and, happened. It, and it could just be me, because I'm not as well-versed well in... <laughs> Not as well versed in like Potter lore, but when I read the books and then when I watched the movie, my my reaction or my perspective of at the end of the movie, it's set up that Harry Potter has to die because he is also a Horcrux. In order for Voldemort to die, Harry has to die yeah. so that his that part of Voldemort's soul that's in Harry is killed. So when I read the book I and when I watched the movie, I was always under the impression that there was a moment in which the two of them merged together and then split apart and they actually did something similar in the movie where they were yeah. like when they, thing, were they like meshed cool together effect. and then that they pulled awesome. apart that was a really cool I guess effect. I always thought that when they merged and pulled apart that that part of the soul that was in Harry came back with Voldemort and that's why Harry was able to kill Voldemort without actually dying himself and Tressa said no that that they, he actually does die but instead of Harry dying, it was the little part of Voldemort that died, and that's why Harry can come back from the dead. What, do, what, do you, what are your all's perspectives on this? I'm just curious what other people think about it. Because I don't remember the whole merging together thing in the book. I, I don't swear either. Because that was a cool effect. As soon as I saw and it's that. after he um, kills him, but um, it was a cool effect, but I'm pretty sure that was not in the book. Because I just, I, for some the whole reason, battle as soon scene, as I saw that, I was like, oh, that's right. You know, that was in, See, I don't remember that was it, but book. it's been like... Three and a half, See, four years. But the whole the battle yeah. scene at the end between him and Voldemort is actually a whole lot shorter in the book than it yes, is it in is. the movie. Yeah, yeah. it's a lot. But um, yeah, I mean, I I remember more Harry dying mm-hmm. than a merge. Right. Me too. He does die. I mean, like that whole die. scene with. See, that kind of cheapens it to me a little bit. No. That it's like, oh, you know, well. He died, but he conveniently comes back. So there's a well. That's beca- I mean, well, that's because his he's in the train station. Mm-hmm. The train takes him back to life, quote unquote. Yeah. So I mean, that's and that's that's how he was able to come back. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like it would work for him as if opposed if they did it with like Hermione or something. Because I mean, ever since the very beginning, he's the boy who lived. Right. Well, yeah, like, but that's the thing. He's so, the boy who lived because, you know, of circumstances. But I don't know. It just seems that that is more of just a convenient plot point that he's in a train station that will take him back to life or he can, you know, pass on, you know, versus it's like, well, if that train station exists, why doesn't it exist for other people? Why couldn't other people have that option? You know, like I said, I don't because know. of all of all of the crazy circumstances surrounding his life, yeah. Yeah. and at yes. the same time, you know, you think of the whole his mother sacrificing herself. He's got more power surrounding him than any other 
mm-hmm. wizard would. I don't know. See, I thought it worked, I and I thought they did good in the movie because yeah. when they showed the whole super white train station thing, the first thing he did was walk over and see the little creepy, bloody <laughs> right. Voldemort oh God, thing under the bed. Yeah. The, Voldem- yeah. yeah. <laughs> the aborted fetus. The fetus, yeah. And, you know, I thought they did okay because the first thing that he says to Dumbledore is, you know, well, what is that? Well, that's something you can't, you know, you can't help it. Yeah, and that that's, yep, that's that little part book. of him that's yeah. dead, mm-hmm. you know. So I think mm-hmm. I think it worked that he was able to come back because it showed that part that was in him dying. Yeah. Right, and that's yeah. what he left behind. Right, right, and I, I get that, but I do. I guess I don't know. To me, the idea of you know it just kind of it it worked out. Kind of, it was a cool coincidence that something happened that now he's not you know required to die it's like mm-hmm. oh well that worked out for him Isn't yeah but that it's also a place this where-, where it's like oh well you know he died but you know well we can't kill harry potter so we're just gonna come up with you know well, well matt but you <laughs> you also have to take into account that um there are dragons and goblins I and <laughs> yeah there's magic there's magic Plus, you know, no, it's, just, it's an inconsistency. Out, when the book came out, I mean, it was a very distinct possibility he could die. He could die. And yeah. Well, yeah, done, and, you know, and, and I remember, it. then yeah. kill him. If you're going to do it, then kill him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you I know? remember reading it and being like, "Damn, well, they just did it." Yeah. yeah, you know. So, I mean, plus I thought it worked really well too for people that hadn't read the book. Mm-hmm. It was visually, you could tell. I think what was going on and not be really confused by it. Yeah. yeah. With the train station thing. No, I mean I wasn't necessarily confused by it. I guess it was just the the theory behind what exactly happened. Yeah. I guess I had a different perspective on it than maybe <laughs> other people did. You just you gotta know it the minutia. <laughs> what? So you gotta know the minutia. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Oh cool. All right. We'll go see Harry Potter yeah, and the Deathly Hollows part two. If In three D Yes. <laughs> Okay, well, um, guess what time it is. What time is it? Cats and kittens. It's time for... It's 5.12. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. And that's the magic time for... Carrie's Corner. It's Carrie Corner time. Yeah. Carrie Corner time. Carrie Corner time. Carrie Corner time. All right. (laughs) What you got? (laughs) So I am going to start off, since we were just talking about Harry Potter, um, actually wanted to bring up some of the box office specs yes. for this movie. <laughs> um, are you ready for this shit? How so, much money? What's up? Friday alone, it made $92 million. Oh, oh wow. shit. And 43 of it was from midnight showings. Wow. Out of control. Yeah. Is that the biggest midnight opening yep. ever? I'm yes. sure. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the three-day weekend, it made $163 million here wow. in the U.S. Worldwide, it made another 158 thereabouts. So for this weekend, for the gross income for the world, it's at $293.8 million. Oh. Can J.K. Rowling adopt me legally? Yes. Right, right. Please. Sean, you better write some magical kid wow. books. Yeah, I know. Seriously. I'm already on it. <laughs> Leroy Potter and the Sorcerer's Bucket. I'm already on it. <laughs> Leroy Jenkins. I have the bucket. Leroy! <laughs> oh, Lord. Lord. So, yeah. so how much did the Damn. actual movie, like how much did they spend to make the movie? A lot. Yeah, because they filmed it back to back, so I don't know how. I mean, I'm just curious. I don't know what the specific. 
I'm just curious is. what their goal they were shooting for. You, you know, probably they, try to make you, back. You're probably looking at they need to make is like the way it works is that studios get 55 percent of the movie ticket cut. The other 45 goes to the movie theaters. You're looking at worldwide. They have to at least pull in. I probably want to say close to 400 million worldwide to break even. We haven't even gotten to uh, how much they spent on marketing. Because right. yeah. see, because what they could do is they could take the entire budget and say, "Oh yeah, we used all of that the movie budget on Hollows One." And then we just cut it in half, cut the movies in half. And then they say, okay, well, this other 200, 300 million we use in, we use in marketing and advertising. So pretty much the way it works is you could say that with uh, Deathly Howls Part 1, they took care of their entire movie budget. Yeah, that, sure. That, that's already covered. Yeah. So now number two takes care of all the marketing. Mm-hmm. So what can end up happening is, is that they're going to break even probably by week number three. And then everything else is profit for the studios after okay. that. Yeah. But um, it could, because of the strength of this film and the number of theaters and screens it started on, this film could possibly break a billion worldwide. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it, just that to give it awesome. a few numbers on box office mojo under the... Um, the budget for the film actually says not applicable because I think they filmed them back to back, but it has already beaten out the Dark Knight, mm-hmm. which had the like one number one something? spot. It was one fifty eight okay. for the opening weekend for um, all time opening weekend. Spider Man three is the third one. Um, wow, yeah, <laughs> and uh, right hey, we now, all thought it was going to be good. Yeah. Yes, we did. <laughs> Estimated that um, <laughs> that Harry will take away with one hundred and sixty eight. So for for the weekend for the weekend yeah yeah, yeah. it's technically not over no it's not over not yet no, it's only five fifteen <laughs> on Sunday and like and like with foreign markets like movies aren't released on the same date on foreign markets right. so mm-hmm. like right. a couple weeks later it could be in like in another country and another country yeah another well country. didn't it open in England first yes so yeah it's already a, obliterated awesome. the foreign record yeah yeah, yeah. nice. Outrageous. I bet this will do really well in Japan because I'm pretty sure Harry Potter is really popular in Japan. I got to get started with Leroy Potter books. (laughs) (laughs) Next year. Tonight. Do it now. Work on it. So the next one, I want to get it out of the way, mainly for Tressa's sake. Uh Um, Last week we talked about the rumor that Spike Lee was going to be remaking Old Boy. It is official. It's happening. What? I don't see why. why. <laughs> I don't. See, I don't understand <laughs> I why. Becky and Becky's in no, Lone I Company love, no, here. I love Spike Lee. I can't. Yeah. yeah. I like Spike Lee, but I'm just like, why Why do an American why do, version why? of Old Boy? That's, exactly. That's the thing well, I'm hung up on. Yeah. That's the problem. Exactly. It, it's, it's the state of the industry. It's it's where, you know, because like a lot of people, they feel that your common average person will not watch a foreign film. Regardless of whether how crit- how critical of a success it may be, mm-hmm. how great it may be, because even uh, Tarantino has a film that he wants that he wants to do that was a foreign film that he wants to bring to the states and remake, and he wanted Will Smith to play the role. But, oh, the, the Django. Yes, yeah. yes. yes. And, yeah. and 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 Smith's people said, "Don't do it." So because like really, Smith was really going for it, and then like people was like, "Well, that might not be good for your image." So now Jamie Fox looks like he's going to play the yep. role instead. No. Well, then it sucks yeah. to be Will Smith because I mean really. <laughs> Yeah. Tarantino pulled the wool over a lot of people's eyes with um, Inglorious Bastards because that movie is like 98% uh, subtitled. subtitled. Yeah. Yep. And most people like really didn't notice. No. <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. So, Which says something. No, I have major beef with that, though, too, because it's the same thing with um, 
let the right one in. Yeah. And, and in. Yeah. my latest is the girl with the dragon tattoo, the Millennium mm-hmm. Trilogy. Yeah. Yep. The Swedish ones are so amazing. And she is so amazing. So even though David Fincher's doing it, and yeah. it looks really cool. And I love Daniel Craig and mm-hmm. all of that. I still am trying to get people to watch the foreign ones because it's just so good. But yeah. I don't, you know, it's the same reaction. I don't think it needs an English version. Yep. Unfortunately, people don't like to read. Yeah. So we can can we I get mean, uh, can we get Radio Rahim? You know, <laughs> I mean, I would say I, I agree. I, I think if the film has already been made and the film is good enough, just keep it in its natural state. But you know, at the same time, it's like if they're going to make it, whatever they're going to make it. The original is already done; it's still there. Right. You know, it's it's. I mean, That's it's, true. it's I mean, the same perspective of people who were like, "Well, why go watch a movie? Read the book. The book will be better." You know, yeah. and it's the same media, though. That's different if it's a different type of media. Well, but it's it is the same type of media, but it's it also is That's different. Fine. And I mean, I would feel I would probably feel better if people did that, and the movie was actually better than the original, mm-hmm. or right. the original. Like I felt like it needed to be remade, but mm-hmm. so many of them, I'm like, there's really no need. I don't understand. You know. It's just like it's just goes the whole way of you know there are no new ideas hardly anymore. Right. And, right. It's like a, and that's the thing that kills me is that there are so many screenwriters in yeah. Hollywood that have scripts that are like right. just please somebody. Well, that's and, why I love Christopher Nolan so much is because I mean he he does his own shit and right. it's yeah. good inventive storytelling. Right. You yep. know. Well, and honestly, the only thing that we as consumers can do Except is just Batman not does. go. <laughs> You know, I mean, that's really the only thing. If you want to tell the studios, stop doing this, then don't go see the movies. I haven't been. And I mean, I know. And I'm just saying that that's that's you know? the only way it's going to stop is when people stop going to it. And until people do, they'll keep making it. And, then, and there's a good there's a good and bad to that. The, the good thing is, is that, you know, hey, you didn't waste your money on this bad film. But the problem is, like with a lot of Hollywood, the way they think is if that one film fails, that means that whole genre is now kaput and it all needs <laughs> yeah. to be buried. Yes. Right. Yeah. They, they can't balance it out. Yeah. Right. And, and which is just which makes no sense to me at all. Like, I remember when Batman, uh, Batman was Batman and Robin, the, yeah, the fourth one, when yeah. Batman and Robin came out and I went to like the midnight showing and like I had like three, three or four shots of Jaeger. And, <laughs> That's like, the only way to watch that movie. And, like, you know, me, and my, me and my boys was ready to go. We was yeah. all lit, ready to go. And like, <laughs> we go and sit and watch this movie and like 30 minutes in, I lose my buzz. And I'm like, how is this fucking possible? <laughs> yeah. This movie's fucking terrible. It is. I walked out. I walked it. out. And, and it Wait, was, which movie? This is Batman the, and Robin. Batman and Robin, the one with uh, Schwarzenegger is uh, Mr. Freeze. God. I've still never seen it. You, you, yeah. don't, you don't need to. You're lucky. Yeah. You're better off. You're very much. I don't don't watch it. Of course you do. I like Of course. But, but like, <laughs> it, it, it was... It had poison ivy in it. Doesn't... Uh, oh my God. Doesn't, I mean, it wasn't like, great. Arnold was pretty terrible. It was, it was the film that literally buried... <laughs> it did. Buried, like, you know, superhero properties until yeah. New Line came it out with George Blade. George yeah. what did it for me. George Clooney was the worst Batman ever. Well, they had no script when they started shooting that. He came on on the Tonight Show and said, "Yeah, we're filming Batman. We don't have a script yet. Anybody right. got a script?" Yeah, yeah. I mean, he seriously wow. said the only reason why he did the role was because he wanted, you know, he loved Batman. He always wanted to play Batman, and so he basically just blindly agreed to do whatever. And then and he man. went back and said that he killed the franchise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, "Good whatever. fucking job, yeah, Clooney. Right. Thanks, Clooney. Right? Thanks. Awesome." So the next little kind of bizarro thing, um, as we know, Disney always likes to be inventive when they do stuff and they release stuff. Um, they're releasing f- for the fourth Pirates, 
They are releasing the Blu-ray combo pack on October 18th, but the DVD is not coming out until November 15th. Weird. A whole really? month in So advance. for an entire month, you have to get the Blu-ray combo pack or nothing. I'm not going to get anything. Right. I'm not going to buy <laughs> yeah. either one. <laughs> I was going to say, I've heard it's pretty terrible. So I've already pre-ordered <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you have. But it's really bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. That they're doing yeah. that. Well, it's well because I mean you're essentially getting a DVD anyways when you buy the Blu-ray. Well, you are. It's it, it's, it's just one of those pack. pushes to be like buy a Blu-ray. You have to adopt Blu-ray. You have yeah, you right. have to yeah. accept the fact that this media is here and it's happening and it's taking right. over. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's one of the like smacks to the so face of some people. <laughs> I really hope that doesn't become a dryness. Disney demands you. Well, see, to, right. I, well, Disney you, compels you to buy Blu-ray. But this <laughs> is the thing, though. I mean, do you honestly go out and buy, on average, more DVD copies of movies versus Blu-rays or Blu-ray combos? Or are you officially no, almost... No, but my beef is, like, people, you know, who don't necessarily want to adopt it yet, it's like, should have some sort of a choice. Well, but it's also their medium. They can do what they want with it. You know, if they feel that they're going to get more sales out of selling the combo pack, mm-hmm. they comes with both the blu-ray and the dvd then they'll be like all right well i feel like so much of the time uh disney comes out and you've got like five different choices to pick from right yeah when they which, release yeah. things and i'm yeah. always like i don't know which right. one to pick. so i want five discs with the 3d copy <laughs> blu-ray and the dvd or do i want this with the just the dvd and the digital copy and, and just, so uh carrie does the does the giant media conglomerate exclusive come with a bag of plot holes yes How that movie? <laughs> <laughs> and a sleep and a pillow to sleep on while you're watching right. it yes. some nodos <laughs> Target and Walmart will have their own versions anyway. No, yeah, that they pissed will. me off. Like I did not realize else. that Target had their own version of Beyonce's four oh, deluxe edition, and I bought just the regular one. Yeah. From Beyonce Best puts out Buy. nineteen versions of every I know, CD she does. But I scoured the <laughs> internet irritating. trying to find if there was a deluxe you edition. You gotta out. watch yeah, Target. No, They're sometimes sneaky with their. They're yeah, they sneaky. are. Yeah, fucking Target. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the that's the way recording industry does stuff. You'll have a Best Buy edition, you'll have yeah. a Target edition, uh-huh. and then there's the Amazon edition that may have all the tracks from like all the special editions put together mm-hmm. so like now it becomes just like you know hunting you know, yeah. you know yeah. it's like we're, you're collecting again we've got these people <laughs> by, by the and then pockets. there's the annoying yeah. bands that only put out anything through Walmart who censors their crap anyway yeah. so uh, I can't ever buy which someone please where please, do I buy my Toby Keith record please explain <laughs> to me why the Lady Gaga album was censored and they have yet to release an uncensored version of that record yeah why why has um, it not come out yet I don't know. because 12 year olds want it yeah well, I don't know. Because they were born that way. <laughs> Bam. We'll fucking release an explicit version for those of us who don't want to yeah. have government hooker bleep. You know what I want Disney place. to release? <laughs> More Studio Ghibli films on yes. Blu-ray? Yeah. Oh my god. Please. I know. I'm like, I, I'm just... I They're want them, it. but They're I don't want to buy them on bl- DVD well, because I know that the Blu-ray is right. coming. At well, some any point. new ones that come out are coming out in combo. Well, see that, that's that, what pissed ones. me well, off though is because them. Tales of Earthsea, the newest one, there's not a Blu-ray. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what the fuck is that? The there's world? no Blu-ray. What? It's only been out a few months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No Blu-ray. That's stupid. That's then, what pisses me off. Then don't buy it. <laughs> well, I haven't. Right. I mean, I'm so. But it's just frustrating. Which drives me crazy. Hold out. Hold out. Um, yeah, I just wish they would. Those in particular are still, in my opinion, when they come out, they're still pretty pricey. I'm like, oh, I will yeah, pay for are. it. 
Yeah, really? but it's quality. The DVDs are I mean, pricey. I know, but the DVDs have hardly ever gone down in price. No, nope, they oh, hardly ever do. And well, they're all like twenty four ninety nine for yeah. the combo. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things when like I saw 16, 16 when I, or eighteen. I'll yeah, when I saw part. Nausicaa on Blu ray, like on Amazon for like seventeen dollars, I was like, buying it. Yeah, yeah. 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 mine. Mine. Yeah. Definitely. Well, they're on my wish list if anyone wants to, you know. <laughs> Which page? <laughs> my wish list is 29? like 13 pages long. <laughs> yeah. Matt's um, wish list is all of Amazon. It has, it has <laughs> like, like, no joke. It's kind of like my friends make fun of me for it. My wish no, list what? usually on average between 300 and 400 items. Yeah. Yelzus. Mine's yeah, getting like that to too. Christmas, it's I just, just pick I, a come a, I come across <laughs> yeah. stuff. See, this is kind of what I <laughs> Anything do. from this section. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I come across things, and if I don't buy it, and I either it's something that I want or something I don't want to forget about, I'll add it to my wish list. And I do that too. Whenever yeah. I have an event coming up, like my birthday or Christmas, I go through and I'm like, nah, I don't need that anymore. I don't want that anymore. I don't need mm-hmm. this. I don't need, want that. You know, and I kind of clear it out. Okay. You know. But it still kind of fluctuates between 12 and 13 pages. <laughs> you know. Crazy. I mean, people just, just need to buy top. me more Bump stuff. Bump this to the top. This is ridiculous. <laughs> well, and then, you know, it's like, it's not a bad thing because there are plenty of options out there for people, you know, who are no, like, well, I don't know joke. what to get you. And it's like, here's 12 pages of things <laughs> that, you know, if you want to get them for me. Right? But see, that's the, the weird thing. section, the CDs, the books. And it's like, well, I'm going to get you something that you know about. And I'm like, it is 12 pages long. Right. I can guarantee you there is something on there that I'm like, oh, I forgot that was even on there. This was added in 2003. Yeah. Yeah, I have stuff on there from like 2005. Wow. <laughs> so do you want to run the risk of one of your family members buying the complete Kama Sutra? <laughs> like that. It's like he wanted this CD. Oh, <laughs> he wants that too. Uh, right, right, right. I have a separate wish list for that. Okay. okay. Oh, sexy goodness. wish list. Yeah. yeah. Sexy Sex wish. stuff. Private. <laughs> wow. Um, Carrie, please move on. <laughs> TMI. We've gone down a, a road that I didn't know was going to happen. Yeah. Okay, so going back to the um, the ugly deformed fly on the wall, uh, the Akira movie. Oh, yeah. right. Oh. Has a new victim director. Yeah. Oh. This shit is never going to happen. I know. It's never going to happen. I know, but we like talking about it because it's disgusting. Is it Spike Lee? I wish Lee? it won't happen. No, no, no I, some dude I never heard of. I'm going to <laughs> slaughter his name so bad. Do it. Yes. I don't. <laughs> Jean Colesera. That sounds what? right. Sure. Sure. Okay. That sounds he, like a yeah. accident. He directed. <laughs> oh. I took my Colesera this time. <laughs> Actually, it sounds more like a douche. Butthole's like a wind tunnel. Now with probiotics. You don't have an ass crack. <laughs> I just have a butthole. I just don't have an ass crack. Side effects may include anal leakage. Oh, God. <laughs> fusion, fusion of ass cheeks. <laughs> Resulting oh in negative Moist butt pants. crack. <laughs> oh god! So there, there is one movie I know that he has done, and he directed Unknown. Yeah. Oh, uh, Liam Neeson, yes. The, Liam, okay. the newest Liam it. Neeson. That one was, I mean, it was pretty well put together. Film. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah. it. It All was right. no taken, but it was I can good. see Liam Neeson as the general in Akira. <laughs> but I thought I had heard that this director has vowed that they won't white that he will not let them white. He's not going to be able to do anything. Exactly. No. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he can't make any can't make any comments. No, Akira's already been made. It's perfect. Leave it alone. Yeah. But apparently, the the budget for this movie no. has been set at ninety million. Wow, that's not very high. Um, it's not going to work. Yeah, it's just not going to wow. happen. Just I mean, it. it's ugh, gross. 
<laughs> Fuck it. Do it live. Exactly. <laughs> An Akira on ice. <laughs> yes. They'll do a Broadway production. It'll be a musical. Put the little bike on skate. Uh, yes. Oh, oh Lady Gaga God. can write the music for it. Yes, that would please. work. Yeah, awesome. that, yeah, I can see that. Let's do this. The showstopper being Tetsuo. <laughs> Tetsuo, 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 Tetsuo. Oh, no. <laughs> that would be awesome. Nice. That Guys, would, I, I think we have something here. Let's call up Lady Gaga. Let's, yeah. let's tweet her right well, now. It's and like tell her our about uh, SpongeBob Inception movie. <laughs> let's let's yes. plot this out. All right, Ra- round table. Come on, guys. Sorry. No, no, no. Think Theories about it, on this. You thing. have you have Gaga do all the music, but right, you let right. Bjork you let Bjork take care of all no. the stage yeah. and all right, right. Yeah. right. And, and lyrics. And yes, this Perfect. could work. Yeah. yeah. Right. It'd be genius. Give us a call, Broadway. Right. We about We're to get ready rich. for you. Yeah. Right. Rich Biatch. Sorry. What's next, Carrie? Um, there's a script writer for the new Godzilla movie. Oh. Oh. How's this even being made? Listen to who it is. Because uh. they always got to be Godzilla. Listen to who it is. His name is David Goyer, and he only oh. did all three Nolan Batman movies. Yeah. The Blade Trilogy. Yeah. Um, Love me some David Goyer and yeah. the new Man of Steel. Yep. yep. He's a script writer. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. He's kind of awesome. But He's it's kind a Godzilla awesome. movie. So what's wrong with uh, Godzilla? Come on, He's just wrecking shit, man. Yeah, just because he has some yeah. terrible movies. <laughs> we still love Batman. <laughs> Can I say I did see a trailer for a movie that I am really excited about? Oh, what? Cave Troll? Is that what that movie was what? called? No, Troll, troll Hunter. Hunter. Yeah, Troll oh. Hunter. <laughs> it's like it's Cave Troll. <laughs> cave Troll. <laughs> hey, you know what? Cave Dweller. Um, yeah, no, that was cool. That but yes. Have you all seen the trailer for that? I don't know this one. I wanted to keep talking about Godzilla. I do too. Yes. Apparently, because you don't like it, <laughs> we're just going to talk about something else. <laughs> we're going to talk about Troll Hunter. <laughs> I have missed you, Justin. A whole too, buddy. lot. A whole Kisses. lot. <laughs> Kisses. <laughs> no, but David Goyer, I mean, come on. And then the director is, I mean, the only thing is Gareth Edwards, and he did mm-hmm. Monsters. Which I, was almost a Godzilla movie. Amazing. Anyway. Yeah. Mo- right. Monsters, I still want to see that. It was amazing. Yeah. And I'm yeah, actually, to see. the more I hear about the new Godzilla movie, the more Pretty I'm excited. like, yeah, I'm okay. down with this. Seriously, we can only go up from the right. last well, one. And, and yeah. at the same time, it's not a hard formula. Yeah. It's not, no. it's not difficult to do. He's right. a big lizard, and he wrecks shit. True. Yeah. <laughs> True story. That was a good summary. Wreck shop. Doesn't like the humans, but will help them out for a minute. And then he says, leave me the fuck alone. He yeah. goes back in the ocean. And fights a moth. Fights a giant moth. Fights a giant robot version of himself. <laughs> yes. How is that not badass? That's pretty awesome. Just, so. just, just no Godzuki. No son. That's all I'm asking. <sighs> oh, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. the scrappy dude of the Godzilla. Let- <laughs> leave, leave him in the corner. He's not allowed yeah. to come out in the sunlight. Is he allowed to have a Mrs. this time? <laughs> Mrs. Zilla. Mrs. Mrs. Zilla. <laughs> She has a big pink bow on her. Yay. Of course. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> All this like special like CG effects to make Hello these look Kitty like Bo. real <gasps> giant lizards from wherever. Yes. And then, yeah, the other one just has a giant just pink Hello Kitty bow. <laughs> and red it's lips. How you identify that. <laughs> right. It's I'm like Mrs. Pac-Man. It's yeah. how you identify that she's a right. woman. Right. right. Duh. And her fire is pink when she right. breathes yeah, it out. It's like the dragon in uh, Shrek. Shrek. Yeah. Yeah. With the yeah. big eyelashes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was a girl dragon. So the next one, this is a little thing, but I'm super excited about it. Um, Fantabulous Broadway star Adina Menzel is coming back for season three of Glee. Mm -hmm. Nice. For a pretty big arc. Okay. Yeah, she's coming back as a teacher. 
Hmm. As the same character? It's the same character. (laughs) Yes. No. Yeah, it's, you know, Rachel's mom still, um, but she comes back and becomes a teacher at McKinley. So she's going to play a big part in the season. Because apparently this is is the end for all those kids. Well, I mean, they got to graduate sometime. Right. So, like, they're done after this season. But they're not even... I mean, they haven't even, like, changed grades yet. Yeah, they have, haven't they? They're going no. into senior Aren't they going into senior After yes. the well, fourth... Yeah. They won't be coming back for the fourth season, I think, what it is. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Weird. Okay. I think the well, third season is going to cover have, their senior year. Is she still going to have the baby? Probably, yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's going to... Weird. It's going to make everyone's lives interesting. Mm. Yeah. I really I'm excited. like it. I love her. I love you her so who, much. You know mm-hmm. who in Glee I thought has done a really good job is like a one of those special guest cameos is Gwyneth Paltrow. I really yeah. like yeah. what she's done on that yeah, show. Yeah, I like her character. I like her character. She's pretty cool. Yeah. I like her. She's good. Yeah. Still going Adina Menzel's boobs are defying gravity. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she She's was amazing. okay. The, the two episodes that she was on, I'm interested to see if when they flesh it out a little bit more, if she becomes a little more interesting. I thought, I thought it was so predictable because, I mean, well, clearly, you know, they're like twins. Twins. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. so I mean, it was like when you heard that she was coming on, it was like, well, of course she is. But then when you actually see it, you're like, well, I mean, it's like watching, you know, a mirror. Yeah. You know, it's like and then, there's and, not really much and going have, on here. You know, Kristen Chenoweth, too. Yeah. yeah. The uh, other just, side I mean, of that seriously, coin. that is just crying, crying out for a duo between them. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. hoping God. they do. Dear God. I hope so. And yeah. you will hear Danny squeal from <laughs> all the way across town because he's I'll probably, a big nerd I'll probably about die. Wicked. Oh, yeah. Me too. I'll probably me die too. a little. I mean, seriously. Our, well, our see, cat is named after one of yeah. the characters. Well, so. in, in the, in the yeah. season finale of Glee, you know, when they go to the... Seriously? I haven't finished. Haven't, you haven't, haven't finished? Still? Well, okay. I have one episode left. Well, oh, 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 well. Okay. When they go, when they go, when they go to the Gershwin, yeah. and they're on stage, <gasps> yes. and I'm like, me and Leslie sat right there. We said those were our seats right there. Nice. We sat right there. Oh, yeah. So, okay, I, Madam Dunn. Oh, my God. Excellent. Okay. That was like a big Well, now I need to watch this before the episode yes. comes no, out. No, you really do. <laughs> you really do. That's your do. homework before next episode, Madam, <laughs> is to watch the homework. last right. episode. Do it. All right. And the last thing I have... Um, the Evil Dead remake mm-hmm. script written by I don't even know how, Federico Alvarez, who's done nothing. Like I looked I up think, on IMDb, I think, he's done I think nothing. that's a fake. I think it's a. I think it's a pen name. Yeah, yeah, it probably is. They're hiding it. Um, yeah. But the interesting thing, the reason it was brought up and the news site, you know, Tressa and I saw it on um, screenwriter Diablo Cody, who did Jennifer's Body, is yeah. doing revisions and to Juno. the script. And Juno. Yeah. More importantly, and <laughs> I kind of enjoy. Did she do that? She did what? What? Did she do United States of Terror? Who? Diablo Cody. Um, I don't know. If I she feel like I said her name in the credits. Anyway. Who? But I kind of liked Jennifer's Juno? body. No, that wrote Juno. Like I didn't, oh, I didn't I hate Jennifer's so. body, but I, I thought it was entertaining. Guilty pleasure. Yeah, guilty pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. Well, um, it has Megan Fox in it, and I just really can't stand that bitch. Yeah, but it's also got what's her name that's in Red Riding Hood. Amanda Seyfried. Yeah, Seyfried. Yeah. Big I like. Well, then you should watch Red Riding. I did, and I didn't like it. I watched about 35 minutes of it, and then I put that right back in the mail. Not good. Thank you. No. Terrible. No. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Well, then, then that concludes... Carrie. Carrie's Corner. Spelled with a K. Carrie's Corner. Carrie, Carrie Corner. 
<laughs> I just noticed, we Carrie, just that over this without that Sean here. Over in your corner, there's <laughs> yeah. There's a bottle of Pepto Bismol. Yeah. An empty can of Amp. <laughs> and an empty can of Mike's Hard Lemonade. Yeah, I don't fuck around. <laughs> and apparently a, not. And a bag of ground coffee. <laughs> and some Febreze for later. Holy <laughs> shit! Yeah, oh, I don't God. fuck around. All right, right then. All that together on us. That's why she goes over there and for real by herself. <laughs> all right. You she has know. her moment. She just lets loose. <laughs> I'm prepared. Carrie's <laughs> corner. Apparently. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay. Hey, guys. Remember, you can check out Boku Pop on Stitcher.com. It's an awesome website where you can listen to any podcast live streaming on any smartphone for free, bitches. Do it now. Sean, Becky, now it's the time where Matt graces us with what's coming out this next week. It's 539. (laughs) (laughs) That's what that means. Oh, well, 5.39 is the witching hour for Segment Selection. You know I, I put music in for you, right? You don't have to Just do let this. him have it. Just let him have it. Okay, go ahead. God, Keep going. So hateful. No, no, I'm good. I'm good. Whatever. What comes right. out this week? Uh, blue <laughs> DVDs, possibly, and Blu-rays coming out this week on the uh, 19th. <laughs> And maybe some releases on Friday. So. Oh shit! I had to pay my phone bill. <laughs> I had to pay my sorry, internet Trisha. bill. Stop interrupting. I'm sorry. You set the date, and I realized what the date was. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. <laughs> so, um, few interesting DVD movie releases. Uh, well, not really movie releases, but some TV releases that are interesting. But anyways, uh, Limitless. Bradley Cooper's beautiful blue eyes. Oh yeah. <laughs> With Bradley Cooper, Anna Friel, and Abby Cornish. I don't know. And Robert De Niro, right? right. Yeah, Robert De Niro. (laughs) That little little tidbit. (laughs) Just that one I copied that off Amazon, so you can fuck Amazon for that one. Um, so yeah, Bradley Cooper. I haven't seen this one. You all saw it, didn't you? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, I haven't seen it. I I saw it. I saw it. Was it good? Yes. I wanted to see it so bad. Very cool. Well, I like Bradley Cooper. I think he's good. Um, Doctor Who season six, part one. It's coming out. Wow. I'm like, uh-oh. is that wrong? They're doing parts. Oh yeah. no, yeah. Oh yeah, that's no. lame. Carrie's heart just broke. No, no that is lame. <laughs> well, I, I does that can... mean it'll be cheaper? Probably not. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no, it's it's a BBC video. It, yeah, um, there's no way. It's <laughs> going to be sixteen ninety nine on Amazon, retailing for twenty five dollars. Say what? Hell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's super that's the first cheap. Matt Smith stuff, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. That's super um, cheap, man. Yeah, that's not bad. Uh, oh shit. <laughs> oh, also, in uh, while I was away, I watched the first two episodes of the new Torchwood. Very um, good. Awesome. Very good. I haven't been able to. This is I dig it. Torchwood that's on stars. Yes. Ah, okay. Yeah, I liked it. I dig it. Oh, I'm not well. there yet. I'm way behind. Well, but speaking of Torchwood, the complete original UK series is coming out on DVD and Blu-ray. 14 discs. Oh, shit. Sweet wow. I kind of got to get that. How yeah. much is that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tell us, Matt. <laughs> it's retailing for $119, oh, yeah. and yeah, Amazon has that. it for 102 And that is this list. That's for the... Yeah. Adding that to the wish list for the DVD. Uh, does yeah. it come in a pretty box or is it just kind of? No, it comes in a nice box. Look. Oh. <gasps> I, I want it to come in. Uh, I want it to yeah. come in the gauntlet. Yeah, 
that oh, if yeah. it came in the, that I would get it because yeah. I have all I have all the seasons already, so oh, okay. I don't need to buy it. But if it came it's, in a gauntlet, it's, got, it's getting mixed it. reviews on Amazon for some reason. I'm curious why. Hmm. Anybody want to buy an Xbox? <laughs> well, it's already on. It's already on Netflix, so just stream it. I don't have Netflix. Oh my god, seven ninety nine, dude! Unlimited. I don't streaming. have it. I'm It'll sorry. go up here soon. <laughs> well, no, it's just you're not going to get DVDs on top of it. I know, but yeah, you'll if you want to keep your same plan, plan, then hmm. yeah, well, check the, it. No, it's still supposed to be seven ninety nine for instance. The streaming only. Yes. It's for streaming only, and one disc is seven ninety nine yeah. now. So and the two together will be sixteen dollars. Yes. Yeah, we're not doing the discs anymore. Yeah, I'm I'm about done with the discs too. Um, all right, so another movie that's coming out. I didn't see it. I thought it might be dumb, but now I'm kind of questioning it. Is Take Me Home Tonight? I heard it was actually really good. It has Anna Faris in it. I love her, so I'm Is really... Is this the 80s? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Topher Grace. Back. Yeah. I, I, I will attest, I was I was on the hater train for this movie because like I'm not a big fan of Topher Grace. Yeah. This movie was actually funny. Was really? it awesome? Yeah. I, 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 actually, I actually found it entertaining because like I was severely underwhelmed walking into it. Yeah. And then after I left, I was like, you know what? That wasn't bad. Mm. <laughs> All right. Then. Well, good. Well, there okay. you go. I'll check it out. Um, this one... It puzzles me, um, but I thought it was worth mentioning just because of the video game tie-in. Uh, Tekken. There was a Tekken movie. Yeah, it's going to be shit. That's what? on Blu-ray DVD. <laughs> uh, it stars... Sean is just... He's out <laughs> of it. It stars Kelly Overton, Who? Gary Daniels, what? Ian Anthony Dale, and Hyung Lee. No. All of those people. Wrong, wrong, wrong. <laughs> I mean, I saw some uh, pictures, sorry. and the, the the main guy who plays like the the iconic Tekken character. Uh-huh. I mean, Jin. he's he's fine, I guess. But mm, I'm no. just kind of like I don't really know what's mm. going on with this. Have I you never seen heard it? of it? No. It's have you seen TV. it? Listen, I, 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 I have a friend that like can like get things, and he was like. <laughs> He was yeah. like, is and, he and, magic? And, and Does this, he have a wand? And this is what he wrote me. He just wrote it in just straight slang. He was like, son, this is some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it honestly screamed like kind of Mortal Kombat movie-ish, yeah, but and maybe like, worse. It's just, it's just bad because like, I wonder like how you can take something like tech and like visually, video game-wise, it's beautiful. Yes, yeah. Yeah. And it's oh, like, yeah. you know, it always it, has been. And it, and it does tell a story. I'm like, well, you know, you can really tell a story with this movie-wise. Yeah. And then like the clips I saw, and I'm like, I know this isn't in succession. I know this isn't the complete film, but I'm like, this is fucking terrible. Yeah. No. I'm like, look, it made Dragon Ball by 20th Century Fox look decent. Whoa. That's a- and that's saying some shit because Ouch. that movie's god awful. Yeah, wow. yeah, it is. Yeesh. That wow. needs to go on my list. Even, 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 uh, is it is it better than Street Fighter Legend of Chun Li? We won't talk about. I never saw that. <laughs> that no, no, no. I started to watch that. I made it through about 15 minutes, and I was I mean, like, I'm. It was on TV this. the other day, and I was, was like, it? I walked into the room, and Danny was watching it, and I was like, what? He just smacked the remote out of his hand. I thought maybe it was an episode of Smallville at first. <laughs> the only reason to watch this Street Fighter movie is to see how coked up Chris Klein is. <laughs> okay. All right. That's he, a great reason. Because he was like, really? supposedly he was on major drugs because months after that movie was released on DVD, he ended up going to rehab. And if you, and now I'm like, well, that makes sense because he looked really coked up. <laughs> <laughs> well, plus he agreed to do it, so he had to be on drugs. Yeah, I was saying he had to be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this particular release like kind of made me be myself a little bit because i was squealing like a little girl when i saw this was coming out (laughs) okay finally finally on dvd they are releasing 
Hey Dude Season 1. Oh, God. Shut the front wow. door. Right? Shut up. Oh, I'm getting sprayed all over the place. Oh, control yourself, people. Jesus. Shut up. <laughs> it's mass urination. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wow! Love hey right? dude so much. Right? I mean, wow. I wonder how well, much it holds up. And, but this is the thing. Probably not at all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> no. But this is the but thing. Ninten- or Nintendo. Uh, Nickelodeon is apparently they're going back and finally yep. releasing all Come of on, those Pete old Pete. shows. Oh, well, I know, right? Yeah. Salute Come your on, shorts. Pete Pete. Yes. They're they're releasing them all, but they're also bringing them back onto TV. Yeah. Like all these '90s shows. Yeah. They're bringing back like Clarissa a. Explains it all. Oh, um, I gotta love it. It's Nickelodeon. It's the Adult Swim of Nickelodeon. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. And it's all these shows that we know and love. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I was really, really. I love that show. And I mean, seriously, Pete, it's like it's fifteen dollars on Amazon for the first season, Aww. retailing for twenty. But look, look at the DVD cover. I haven't seen that in so long. <laughs> hey, dude. Oh my god! But I forgot. I forgot about the camp counselor with yeah. a really oh big gosh. Texan hat. Yeah. Oh my god! Uh, Is there anybody that's like famous now that's in that? Yeah, the blonde chick. I mean, she hasn't done anything for a oh, while. Oh, the blonde chick. You know, you saw her in that one. Thing on oh, Broadway. she was that right. okay. Yeah, right on. Fuck you all. <laughs> She's in that movie with the car. <laughs> what? And the person? Well, I can't. And that blade of grass. I can't zoom into it. They did the bit. thing in that place. Right. Awesome. Right. Yeah. All right. Whatever. Okay. So that's a good thing. <laughs> it is a good thing. Wow. Hey, dude, man. I know. Right? I know. It's a blast. Yeah. From the past, yeah, it's, kind of, it's kind of amazing how much original programming Nickelodeon had in the in like the eighties and early nineties. Oh yeah, right. yeah. a lot of original programming. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of blast from the past, in my opinion, uh, two albums that are coming out. We've got "Time of My Life" by Three Doors Down. Yeah, where the fuck? Where did they down. come from? Honestly, and even better, even better is an album called Universal Pulse. By three eleven. What? <laughs> what the what? shit? Are, Are you those wow. like fifty by now? Yeah. What? Yeah. Wow, it's true. So, like, did, did we get a time, time continuum? <laughs> did we slip know. through? I mean, it was just like bam, bam. There was a bam. crack in the wall. Now yeah. I don't know. Yeah. They're not as familiar to me. I don't know if they're in that same level or not. But there's an album called "Join Us" by They Might Be Giants. They, they're oh, more yeah. recent. They've been, but they've been more consistent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love them. It's not like Three Doors Down, where they just like shit an album out after ten years. (laughs) (laughs) They might be giants. Actually, I've done some Three Eleven. I mean, CDs. Really, uh, like really great. The the no ABCs and the one two threes and yeah, yeah. Here comes science. Um, another. Uh, well, I guess this is just kind of like a nerd release, but the Captain America First Avenger soundtrack is coming out. Alan Yay. Silvestri is the composer. Ooh. Yeah. So, you know. You're right. Did you see that sci-fi is having a Captain America movie marathon where they're showing, showing all the three one? films? Yeah. <laughs> so wait, there was more than one movie? There was the 70s one, the 90s, 90s one, and there which was, was the one super other. bad one. Was there one Apparently. from the 50s? I thought, the, I thought there were two. There were like the TV movies. There were two TV right. movies. Yeah. And then the the one that was like buried, that, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that was like, showing, for like a year. They're showing the buried yeah. one too. Wow, because yeah. they said three movies like back to back. Wow, yeah. 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 And that the, that uh, the that buried one is coming out on DVD. It is <laughs> not yet, but it is. Matt, I mean, Sa- huh. Matt Salinger is sitting at home like I'm getting some royalties up. Here, right, <laughs> I'm gonna order some pizza this weekend. Finally, yeah, I can afford pizza. Um, I, you guys probably won't know her. 
Um, but I, I way to be hipster of you, Matt. Well, no, because I <laughs> like I barely heard of her, and I she performed I think on the Grammys, maybe like a blip, and she actually wasn't that good on the Grammys. But her music itself is pretty good. But Amelda May has a new album coming out called Mayhem. <laughs> Are you all familiar with her? Nope. She's the nope. one that kind of she does. She has um, a very kind of like fifties look to her, but she has the like hair that has wait, that wait, big wait. blonde streak in it, and has like. Did the, she do the Les Paul tribute thing? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Still not. Know. I know who this, she is. Here, I'll pull up the picture from. She's very like rockabilly kind of style. Oh, okay. okay. Cool. Yeah, totally rockabilly. Yeah. Well, that's not. Really cool voice though. She is. Yeah. This is the cover of. The Mayhem album. Oh, she cool. has that streak huh. yeah. of okay. hair. Do you know who I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I know who you're talking about now. Yeah. So I just kind of stumbled upon that and was like, oh, okay. But yeah, like you said, she kind of has that rockability, a little bit of a jazz yeah. uh, kind of style. Um, and then I had never heard of this band before I was researching stuff that was coming out, but there's an album coming out called In the Mountain, In the Cloud by Portugal the Man. Portugal dot the Man. I'd never heard of them, but apparently never. this is their sixth album. It's really cool. <laughs> oh, wow, okay. I, well, this happens sure. all the time. But uh, they sound a lot like MGMT. Oh, okay. familiar with them. Oh, yeah. I did. Like Management. Their new... No. <laughs> uh-huh. Like their new record, not so much their last one, because the last one was very, like, electro-poppy, yeah. and this yeah. new one was a little more on, like, an alternative side. Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool. So, yeah, so... I just stumbled upon that, and so I was if like, you "Like them, you get five more CDs." <laughs> yeah, I know. That's great. Yeah, um, games uh, pretty terrible oh, this okay. week. Um, yeah. We have uh, Just Dance Summer Party. Woo. I know I'm sure. more excited. All right. What's that? A bunch of Katy Perry? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> and then uh, Captain America: Super Soldier is coming out for like all systems. Although that looks like it might actually be good because they use like the same engine as. Uh, Arkham. I, I, I would like. Oh, okay. I would like to throw something out there, and I promise not to be long on this. But I need. Do you like the Just Dance games? No, no, Just Dance. I'm <laughs> fine. You gotta shake it, shake your booty, burn some calories. I have a confession. Yeah. My niece loves them. She's eight. My problem is, is that when they make these games based off of movies, yep. can you at least make a fucking good game? Yeah, right. yeah. So, They're always terrible. I'm, I'm so, and like, you know, I love Sega, but that Thor game was bullshit. Yeah. And Iron Man game was bullshit. I'm like, I'm so tired of it. And this is why was I was, the Green Lantern game bullshit. Man, I'm not fooling. <laughs> yeah. I ain't fooling. Yeah. I'm not yeah. fooling. So I mean, I, mean, I, 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 I won't cap. It's good. I, I do. I hope it's good. I, yeah. I mean, from what I saw from like the demos of the fighting style, it looks very much the same. He was the best character in Ultimate Alliance. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you game. what game the Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions was pretty good. Yeah, but that's not based off of a movie. Well, I mean, neither is this. Shooting Star. I mean, yeah, this is, is a... It, then it would be called Captain America First Avenger, the game. But Chris Evans is doing the voice for it, well, right? right, but he's just the voice of Captain America right now. <laughs> but I think it's because it's, of the movie. But yeah. Cap, well, but that Green Lantern game that came out wasn't based on the movie. It was after the movie. Well, but still, it wasn't based on the movie. I don't think this is based timing. on the movie. But anyway, was I could be wrong. Was the Thor game based Whatever. on the movie, or is it just a Thor game? It was, just, it was Thor, God of Thunder. Yeah, it was, yeah. I think that I. It's but like, was it based they, on the movie? It, no, it's just to coincide. They just with the they coincide because I mean right. they're never that these the always games come are out never like, based on the movie. They're the just of yeah come to Lion come with King it. Was. Uh, well, <laughs> that game is badass. Yes. So <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, they're never like actually like based off the movie where you yeah. see like 
well, Natalie Portman in one of the cut scenes, but you know, like the Lord of the Rings games were. Yeah, but those are different. It was. It wasn't. You know what I mean? Does anybody else know what the fuck I'm talking about? Well, but that's why that when, the, when the game comes out that is a release based on the movie, it's usually called whatever the game. Well, I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure this isn't. It's gonna that at the end of has this the potential to be at, at the mm-hmm. end of this Captain America game, you're gonna have to fight the Red Skull. Yeah. Which is probably, probably. going to happen at the end of the movie. Yep. Right. But in between all of that, there's a bunch of shit that's not going to be in the movie. Right. Yeah. So tangentially, I guess. Yeah. I understand Pretty what much. you're talking about. Teresa. You know what I mean? Yeah, they, yeah. They, they do it like that now so it has a longer lifespan on shelves. Because if you just say Captain America, the first Avenger, they're like, oh, this is only good until the movie's done and I won't, I won't buy it. And what yeah. they're hoping for is for more purchasing after that. Yeah. yeah. But I will say that fucking that Wolverine game that came out when... Yes. When that movie came out, that game is the shit. It was really? pretty badass. Uh, yes. it was I enjoyed right. the crap out of that. You could play as Nightcrawler and Iceman. Like you could play as three characters. No, no, no it's just it's just Wolverine, Wolverine Origins. Origins. Yeah, that game is. Badass. It was really the one good. Where you I was could impressed. Play the three yeah. characters. Was that Wolverine's Revenge? You could play as three characters. No, I think so. Yeah, I don't was know. it? It's no. no, but it's the game that's based, quote unquote, based on the movie, and yeah. it's it's it pretty was, badass. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> I think I played a trailer for that or a demo for that. Um, anyways, the last game that I have, I uh, hope I'm right about this, is Call of Juarez. J u a r e z. Yeah, yeah it's. Like is this like the third one they've done? Yeah, they've done a few. I, mean, I don't. I, I didn't think this was a series that had longevity. Why are they still putting games mm. out? Mm. I don't know. No clue. Anyways, um, books. I have a few manga and trades that are coming out. What? <laughs> is that you? No. Who was? Someone's that? Was buzzing. That it was me. Oh, <laughs> I was like, there's a very loud buzz somewhere. There's a bee. The bees are back. <laughs> It's because Justin's here. Yeah. <laughs> they knew. They left. <laughs> um, anyway, so two manga that are, or three manga that are coming out: Black Butler Volume Six, Pandora Hearts Volume Six, and High School of the Dead Volume Three. Woo! These are three mangas that I think are really interesting mm-hmm. right now. Um, and trade wise, we have. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking bees! God damn it! Carrie, Blow stop. it up! Do you want to be alone, Carrie? <laughs> yeah. Stop. With the buzzing. Well, what's sad is you probably can't actually hear it on the audio. No, you can. Can you? Because there are some times where we'll make references to noises and you can't actually hear she it. She did get really quiet, right? Yeah, she, she did. did. Saying, uh, <laughs> keep going, Matt. Uh, it is sexy time with Matt. Mm. After all, <laughs> sex man selection. Yeah. Sex man selection. <laughs> Fucking hate you. Um, all right. So three trades coming out. We've got Blackest Night in paperback, Green Lantern Blackest Night in paperback, and Green Lantern Core Blackest Night in paperback. All right. They've so all been out in hardback, but yeah, I, yeah. I like yeah we've already got hardback yeah. trade. So, so. <laughs> we're all like, already having. I got it. We're good. <laughs> they're, they're better than the movie. So yes. Yes. yes, that's why I said paperback. Yes. So, well, that's all I've got. For... Oh, all right. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I miss one? No, I was just startled. Okay. <laughs> 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 I missed you guys so much. <laughs> For what? Seven. <gasps> Selection. Oh, thanks, Matt. Can you use your Rocky Horror voice? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's pay to go see that. Right? No. Sorry. Don't do that shit for free. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> my bad. All right, cool. Well, um, 
We'd like to thank again Sean for coming out. Oh, thank yes, you. This is awesome. This is awesome. This is great. Seriously, <laughs> y'all put on a hell of a show. I feel awesome. so much better right now. <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> yeah, we always try to warn people. I'm like, have you listened yeah. before? And they're like, no. I'm like, crazy. oh, I'm, okay. But we're a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> trust, trust me, y'all, y'all ain't weird at all. This okay. is this is love. Sweet. Sweet. Sweet, awesome. Well, if you ever need us to come be weird on your show, yeah. <laughs> oh, by all means, we yes. can uh, <laughs> right? bring our retardedness yeah if you need tangents we right. got them yeah. um, <laughs> that, that, that's yeah. our team name we're team tangent <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> fuck team jacob team tangent <laughs> right yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all wear capes matt <laughs> does he didn't get the memo <laughs> as he answered the door wearing his cape for the <laughs> hello did you learn nothing from the incredibles yes capes will just get you killed yeah. Yeah. come on man um, i would still wear them yeah Anywho. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, Becky, for coming out and giving us your vast knowledge of Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Right. World. Right. I don't know if that's something to be that proud of. No, yes, it, it should is. be. Yes, yes, it, it is. should be. I told him, I was like, if you're going to bring anybody on, yeah. you bring Becky on because she knows. Yeah, because normally Potter on shit. Sundays, if I'm not, you know, here, I'm uh, watching Harry Potter. Right. <laughs> yeah. Constantly. It's a lifestyle. It really. is a lifestyle. <laughs> I mean, she you has do eight movies to fill a weekend now. Some people do Star Wars, you know. Right. So, I mean, it, it is the middle of July, and you have your scarf on, so yeah, yeah. you're pretty dedicated. And she's in wizard robes, right? Yeah, yeah. It's weird, it's ridiculous, but really. <laughs> Emma Spectre, you should give it a break every now and then. <laughs> I know. Come right, on, right? <laughs> uh, Turn it down to a T-shirt God. every now. And then. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was the only person at the movie last night not wearing some type of Harry Potter nerd shirt. I wasn't. Oh, okay, good. I tried to wear I my Slytherin sweatshirt. But it was 900 degrees in the theater, yeah. so right. I couldn't do it. It was yeah. hot in there. It was hot in there. So, yeah. well, but um, yes, thank you for coming yes. on and giving Thanks. us your Harry Potter knowledge <laughs> and insight and for not agreeing with my perspective on how the movie ended. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> we so got hours of tape for just Matt to just go, <laughs> and, 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 and. It's not my fault you're wrong. And welcome back, Justin. Yes. Thanks. Yay. You gonna be here next week? Not gonna be here next no, week. Sweet. Got- <laughs> <laughs> that was bitch and a half. Oh god! Wow. But Kisses if you want to, you could go see Justin at the Live Art for Captain America. Yes. yes. Yay. That's right. Saturday not- the twenty third. Yeah. Um, movie we won't be there. If you're not coming to watch Rocky Horror that night, yeah. right? Um. Yeah. We'll be there. We'll be there. <laughs> we'll be like, sorry guys, we can't do the show tonight. We got live art. Yeah. <laughs> you can do it without us, Captain right? America. Yeah. You can just <laughs> fill in my part. Right. Yeah, you'll be fine. So, well, yeah, and uh, be sure to check out our sponsor, Collectibles, etc. We are recording from Collectibles, uh, Collectibles Studio. They are located at some address on Locust Hill. <laughs> some address. I've got the street name. Just drive just along the that. street, you'll find it. Yeah, just give me that. <laughs> and especially, me especially that. swing by so you can, you know, pick up your copy of these awesome books. You Absolutely. Get for free? Yeah. For free? Yeah. It's, when you uh, buy a book? Next weekend? Uh, J- July 30th. July, July 30th. 30th. Just that particular day. Yes, just, just that just particular day. Swing in and check out Fracture. So, yeah, Saturday the 30th, great. hop on over to Collectibles, pick up something cool in the store, and get your free That's copy right. of Fracture and yes. help support this new upstart company. Do you have any uh, Twitter feeds for your 
Um, yeah, we do have an Action Lab Twitter feed, and that's just uh, at Action Lab. We have an Action Lab face page, uh, Action Lab Entertainment. And um, you can follow me on Twitter. I go by where it all started for me, PKD Media, mm-hmm. at okay. PKD Media. Sweet. So you can find me there. Just, you know, if you follow me, it's cool. Like, I'll go through, like, every now and then I'll go through, like, my followers. I'm like, okay, is that a bot or is that a human? But by all means, at PKD Media, follow me, at Action Lab. Facebook, um, we're at uh, Action, Lab Entertain- Action Lab Entertainment. And even if you go to the Action Lab Comics website, there is a Twitter link and there is a Facebook page link, too. Nice. Sweet. Yes. And you can always follow us, if you don't already. Yes. At Boku Pop on Twitter. And don't forget, when you listen to the show, when you think about our faces, when you do anything with us, <laughs> check in on Get Glue. That's right, people. Yeah. Because we're now on Get Glue. Oh, How yeah. How are the stickers coming? Exciting. <laughs> they are um, in progress. <laughs> no, I'm well, just kidding. <laughs> that was a fuck you, Matt. <laughs> right. <laughs> a, those are all plenty. There it is. <laughs> And uh, you can always follow us on our blog, blogspot.com. Yep. And I'll say that again out. since Tressa blibbity blopped all over it, you know. <laughs> Bogeypop.blogspot.com. And hop on over to Stitcher Radio on your smartphone That's right. or your right. computer right. and stream the latest episode for free. It's the pretty latest sweet. five. Yep. Oh yeah, they you did change that. The latest five now. Yep. I forgot. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's how I listened in my absence. Oh, cool. Heck it was on yeah. Stitcher. That's yeah, good. awesome. And don't forget to send us your questions. Yes, please. For episode twenty. That's right. Twenty questions, people. Anything you want to ask us? Boku uncensored. Ask us. Yes. Yeah, Boku it's gonna get weird. uncensored. It is probably going to get weird. <laughs> probably. I'm okay. I'm going to get weird in here, guys. I'm going to write my own questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, Justin already answered mine, so right. I have nothing else. That's true. I'm, I'm not curious about anything else anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> Your life is clear. <laughs> yeah, so send us your questions to our um, Gmail account, BokuPop at, at gmail.com. And if you haven't done so already, join us on Facebook. On our group page. Under our group page. Boku Pop. <laughs> what the hell was Someone's that? Did somebody squeaker. just squeak one out? <laughs> <laughs> I've been holding Carrie. it all show. Carrie's right? about to pop. Well, it's um, all that Pepto Bismol she ate. <laughs> she ate, she drank. Followed by the Nutrigrain bar that's below. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? All right. On that note, my name is Tressa. And I'm Carrie. And I'm Matt. I'm Justin. And our special guests today were. Sean. And Becky. Awesome possum. We'll check you guys later. Peace out, guys. Matt, what'd you do this week? <laughs> yeah, Matt, what'd you do? Um, pause for the cause. Didn't turn his phone off. No, That's what he didn't God. do. I did turn my phone off. Professional. <laughs> Hello? A vast virus database has Oh, your bitch machine is talking. <laughs> <laughs> And imagine if you took a sugar daddy, a Tootsie Roll, and just the nastiest other candy, and just combined them and put it in a hard-coated shell. My, my body automatically rejected. It was the worst tasting thing I ever had in my entire life. So anyone... And never, ever eat chocolate skips. I haven't even seen them, so I don't think they did very well. No, they were gross. <laughs> Thank God. I've had them too. Skittles, they need to stick to fruit. Did you just say you're really hung? <laughs> what did you say? You yeah. see what we mentioned about tangents? <laughs> I usually start them. I just had to readjust myself. <laughs> Again. <laughs> you know. Because right. okay. you're really hung. Both comments go hand in hand. All right. And so does that one. <laughs> I'm 
saying my penis is big. Okay. <laughs> Remember to um, check us out on Podomatic mm-hmm. if you want to listen to any. And of thanks, back Becky, episodes. for coming too. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna. Thanks. I was gonna get to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you just jumped right in. Well, check us out, Robin right right <laughs> Damn. Let's try that again. <laughs> Next, Next. she'll cut her shit out where she sounds. No, I'll put it in the outtakes. (laughs) Jesus.